Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. All right, let's roll. Game Time Decisions. Red Heat and Rage at Radio. I am Gabriel Moranzi. Kicking it live in Studio 34. The countdown is on. UFC 230. UFC New York. Robin Black will join us in studio. Uh, we've got a video feed uh, up uh, up on YouTube uh, right now. It's our new thing on uh, Fridays when we kick it uh, here in uh, Studio uh, 34. Um, we got a stacked uh, show today. So, yeah, Robin Black's going to join us in studio He's going to join me, and he's going to join us in studio here. Then he's going to go over across the street to uh, to Madison Square Garden, and um, he's going to take in the unofficial weigh-in. They already did the real weigh-in. Now it's like the stare-downs and all that type of stuff. So, um, And then he's going to come back and give us a little bit of a feel, or he'll just call in from Madison Square Garden. And uh, tomorrow, me, Robin Black, and Michelle Serpico will be uh, hosting a special UFC uh, preview show at uh, 3 o'clock Eastern, noon Pacific, uh, right here on the Fantasy Sports uh, Network and uh, all the platforms, radio, YouTube, and um, TV, all that type of stuff. Um, so big preview show tomorrow. Uh, we've got Mark Henry, um, big-time um, UFC trainer. Mark Henry's going to be in the house. And so we'll talk about Chris Weidman. Uh, Frankie Edgar might be joining us in studio. Uh, John Anik, uh, UFC play-by-play man, one of the play-by-play voices, will be joining us in studio. Lou! Gamblue.com will be uh, joining us from Arizona via Skype uh, with some best bets. Um, so, yeah, we've got a stacked uh, stock show today. Steve Merrill is going to join us in a couple of minutes. So we've got uh, Steve Merrill. Uh, we've got Robin Black in studio. Um, I feel like uh, we're missing something. Oh, Babano. How can I forget Babano? <laughs> Babano. Yeah, Babano is going to join us uh, via Skype, uh, I believe, here. And uh, I believe we've already got Steve Merrill uh, right now. So let's get right to Steve uh, off the top. Lucky Steve Merrill. What's going on, Lucky Steve Merrill? I've been camping out all night waiting to get on. Right, we appreciate that. I saw some kids. <laughs> I, got, I, I thought it was a new iPhone being released, but, you know, it's just as good. <laughs> we're, we're a lot cheaper than, than, than oh, you. Good, good point, Marenzi. A lot cheaper. No joke. <laughs> like 1700 bucks or something. For a phone? Get a, give me a break. I got Get a friend back. who gave their kid, their ten-year-old kid, an iPhone 10 in the last year, and uh, they should, made me drop. Honestly, Steve, if you do that, they shouldn't even be parents. That's just so stupid. That's like that's it's insane. On, it's beyond, yeah, insane. They, if a kid wants a phone, Gabe, be like Millhouse. Get a jitterbug for seniors. <laughs> the only thing I had when I was like a kid was like a, like a bus pass. <laughs> yeah, that's a good. You know, point. There's yeah, a big yeah. deal. I have like the Texas tokens. Instrument calculator. Yeah, what do we? Yeah, what do I have? I had bus tickets and tokens. Like what, a ten-year-old with an iPhone? Well, give me a break. Yeah, yeah. You know Rich what kids. though? You know what though? I hate to say it though, but there's like ten-year-old kids, man. Like they know how to use a, an iPhone better than we do. Of course they do. Of course, yeah, they're, they're pretty tech savvy. That's true. Uh, they're, they're pretty Very tech true. savvy. All right. Uh, so, 
Speaking of which, um, Cam, I just hear your voice. Are we going to get that uh, picture up of uh, Cam? Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, I was talking to Yang there. Uh, get the old Chiron up. Uh, interesting. Yeah, just going to talk to my boy like Yang. There, there you go. See, yeah. See, every time I told you guys, it's, it's you know maybe during the break, just get him on Skype, so it should automatically go back up. Or otherwise, you guys are going to have to be like manually going back and forth. That you know, we got to speak to our boy Yang. He's worked on the music. That's good, but yeah, like, the, the the promos like they're. Like the, the the story gets cut off all the time, like halfway through. Like there's middle there's, of the yeah. middle of the sentence. I said, yeah, I, I got, the story got awkward, and then the end of the promo. It's, like, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's great. <laughs> it's great. Like, you know, I think yeah, we're gonna have to like specifically say, all right, this is the promo from this time of the day uh, right now. Like, because um, uh, otherwise, yeah, these, these promos uh, they're 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 confusing. They're they're confusing me, and I hosted the damn show. And so, of course, you get a 10 year old kid to take care of this. Yeah, no, exactly. And you know what, Steve, as, as we speak right now, I'm trying to plug my computer in. My battery's running out. It's a real, real pro operation I'm running here. You're a 10 year old tech savvy kid. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Pittsburgh and Virginia tonight. Um, I actually like, I've been, ta- I've been thinking about this game a lot. Pittsburgh's getting seven and a half points. And I don't, I don't see, um, I think the number's too high here. Pittsburgh Panthers playing some good football. They're coming off the blowout win uh, last week. Their offense can put points up on the board. They hung around with Notre Dame a couple of weeks ago. Um, they're two wins away from qualifying for a bowl game, uh, sitting at 4-4 four and four, uh, right now. They generally play better football down the stretch as well. You know, I, you know, I don't know what the numbers should be. I don't know if Virginia should be four-point favorites or five-point favorites, but Pittsburgh's not a bad road team, uh, Steve. I think the number's too high here. I like the visitors in the Pittsburgh Panthers. Yeah, what's tricky about this one, guys, is if you look at the overall numbers this year, Virginia's outscored their opponents by nine and a half points per game. Pittsburgh's been outscored by four and a half, so that's a 14-point difference. And then you factor in three for home field, that makes Virginia 17. But then you look at the schedule strength, Pittsburgh has played a much tougher schedule. Uh, my power ratings actually only make the line around three and a half, so I do think it's high. Um, you're going to be paying a premium for Virginia right now. They're seven and one against the number. They're the second most profitable team in college football after Washington State is a perfect eight and no. Uh, they've been a surprise team. I'm sure we'll talk about this game in a little bit on my ESPN Richmond hit in a few minutes. You know, people getting excited here in Virginia, not because of Virginia Tech, but because of the University of Virginia. Um, I'm not a believer quite yet, though. I think they're a good winning bowl caliber team. I'm not sure they're a, uh, you know, Coastal Division champ at this point. And um, I do think this line looks a little pricey. The key, though, is going to be getting seven or more. Right now, it's kind of hovering at six and a half in some spots. Most other spots have seven minus 120. Uh, seven, a very key number, obviously. It seems to me, yeah. Cam, the Pittsburgh Panthers – they're sort of like college uh, football's version of the Buffalo Bills. They're a little better this year, but the thing with yep. Pittsburgh is you never really know. It's like they could put up yeah. 48 points. They might get blown out. They might yeah, the, play a low-scoring game. It might be a track might be, Or they might beat Clemson like they did before. They might show up against the Miami Hurricanes and win that game, or they can get beat like 48-14 to 14 in the slop. Yeah, you're the Pittsburgh Panthers game. They're erratic. Like, you never know what you're going to get with them. That's why it's risky. But getting a full touchdown, I'm with you. I, I lean Pitt in that game. Virginia doesn't have a really explosive offense. They got a really good defense, and they suffocated Miami. But I still think Pitt, Pitt can uh, get some points on these guys. It's a low total of 47, but I'm with you. I'd love to get the hook at 7.5, but I'm seeing straight 7s right now. What about the total, Steve? It feels a little low. And in today's, yeah. today's day and age, in, 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 in NFL, you get a really low total, or even college football. And I'm looking... I'm looking at their numbers. So Pitt score 28 points per game. They give up 32 points per game. So that's an average of 16 points uh, per game. 
uh, in their football games. Meanwhile, Virginia is scoring 28 points. They only give up 18. So they've got an average of 46. Either way, I crunch these numbers. I'm going over the number here, Steve. What do you make of the total? I, I'm surprised it's not like 51 or something like that. Yeah, you got two opposite style defensive teams. You got a 33 point Pitt defense and an 18 and a half point Virginia defense. I guess that's where it gets tricky. Um, one thing I'll point out about Pitt, you know, I mentioned that tougher schedule and how they have a negative point margin for the season. Keep in mind, they lost 51 6 against Penn State and they lost 45 14 at Central Florida, two of the best teams in the country. You throw those games out, the numbers are a lot closer to Virginia's. And Virginia on the season is averaging 5.8 against teams that allow 5.8. And so they're an average offensive team. Pitt is actually averaging 5.9 against teams that allow 5.5. So Pitt is the better offensive team in this game. Virginia better defensively, but not as much as the scoring numbers would indicate. Yards per play basis are only about 0.3 yards per play better. So I think these two teams are more equal than the points Fred is saying. And probably, uh, you know, the offenses are more capable than the total is saying as well. And you guys remember Pitt, that game, Gabe. Remember it was Pitt versus Penn State? They were actually moving the ball, but then they just self-imploded. They didn't go for a a field goal. They went for it, didn't get it. The rains came. They started panicking. They made two horrible plays with turnovers, and then Penn State took control of that game. They were actually, like, lingering at the start of the game. I was like, hey, here we go, Pitt. But you know what? They they kind of self-destruct when things go bad. That's the problem with the Panthers. Lingering's a great word. Lingering. Yeah, they lingered. <laughs> yeah, I got things in the bathroom that any, linger. Yeah, like anytime, anytime, no, you're using lingered in a football game. You never know. It's never good. Like, yeah, it's like yeah, the Buffalo Bills lingered the other night with the yeah. Patriots. They were lingering. They lingered all they night. Were, they were like, they, they were lingering. They, but, yeah. They, 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 they were. They were lingering. Like the Rams, um, or sorry, the Raiders, that, that's not lingering. Like, they just no, rolled they over. Just, <laughs> what a nightmare. There was no, there was no lingering. No, no lingering there. So. Big week in, in college football uh, this week. So we get this, like you said, people are getting excited about the Virginia Cavaliers uh, right now. Not the only game tonight. Western Kentucky and Middle Tennessee, Steve. What's your take on that one? Big line for what has always been a rival series. And as you guys know, I mean, Western's normally the better team in this series for quite a while. And that's not, and that's saying something. The Middle Tennessee is usually the second best team in that conference. But uh, the tides have turned here. Western Kentucky having a tough season at um, one and seven straight up. Middle Tennessee got that had that bad loss against Vanderbilt in week one. And I remember because I had to play on Middle Tennessee and they got blown out. You know, and Vandy got off to that surprising start, has come back down to earth a bit. Uh, Middle Tennessee, though, has gone four and one straight up their last five. Overall for the season, you look at the numbers here. Middle Tennessee is not a good offensive team. Neither is Western Kentucky. Um, both defenses are average. So this actually should be a low scoring game. Totals at 53, though. So I actually think this line is too high on the total. I'd like the under. Steve, what about in the in the Pac-12? Colorado's been a nice story before they went into USC and uh, lost to the Trojans there. Arizona's been kind of, we expected a lot more from Tate in Arizona this year. Now Arizona laying two and a half against Colorado, total 58. What do you think about this game? Kind of a weird one. Yeah, I played against Colorado a few weeks ago, Cam, with the USC, and um, I thought that was when they would be exposed. Finally, they were. They lost by 11 as a seven-point dog, and they've now gone 0-3 straight up their last three games. They've come back down to earth as I thought they would. Yep. They're sitting at 5-3 and three straight up in ATS for the season. Um, Arizona, meanwhile, has gone under, by the way, in seven of their eight games this season, despite having an offense that averages six yards per play. Uh, it's kind of an interesting stat there. Uh, they've been a pretty good offensive team, averaging 35 points at home, yet they've gone under in seven of their eight games this year, or six of their seven games, rather, with the posted total. Um, we'll see if that continues tonight. I think this total is probably a little low, and it's been compensated for based on that. It's 56.5, but you've got two offenses that are averaging 30 points a game or more. 
so Arizona. hard to take unders, but you're right. It, Gabe, Arizona smoked Oregon the other week. Like, they've actually, the last couple I of like weeks, Arizona I in this game Yeah, I, I do too, Marenzi. I, I do too. I think Arizona not, not just beat Oregon. Like, they murdered Oregon. And that, Oregon's a pretty damn good team. And then I know they lost to UCLA, but on the road by one point. It looks like the Wildcats are starting to turn it around where Colorado's going in the other direction. I'm with you. I'm going to lay it down with Arizona. I'm with Steve. Um, uh, as Steve stated, you know what, look, like Colorado... Colorado started off, they were 5-0 and or whatever, and, you know, they hadn't beaten USC in forever. They went to USC. They sort of hung around. They lingered in the first half, and then they ended up getting uh, USC pulled away uh, from them. But, you know, they, a, lot, a lot of the – they didn't really play anybody good earlier in the season, number one. True. And uh, most of the games were at home uh, as well, number two. So I think reality and um, – Reality's starting to catch up to him a little bit. Big game, big game for Arizona tonight at four and five. Try to get to, to five and five. Get into a bowl game, three and two on their home field. I think Arizona is is the play there. So let's take a look at some of the bigger games uh, tomorrow. Let's start off with the biggest one of them all: Alabama, Alabama, and uh, LSU. Um, I, you know, generally I'm an underdog better in spots like this, but I'm looking at the total and I'm looking at the number. And I like the favorite and the over. I guess they're sort of correlated, Steve, as we often talk about. If you like LSU, then the game probably stays under the number. If you like Alabama, then the game's probably going to go over the number. Well, the big news now is this line's sitting on 14. It had been 14 and a half most of the week, um, and that's a very key number. My power ratings favor Bama by 13 and a half. So now at 14, it's pretty much where it should be. I do think the setup favors LSU a bit, obviously not just as the big home dog, but both teams are coming in off a bye week. I don't think Alabama needed the buy. They were rolling, you know, no pun intended. LSU was playing well also, but I think when you're the lesser team, that extra week of preparation and game planning helps you. And then on top of that, they had the revenge motive also. And long-term for several decades now, these home underdogs with revenge off a of bye week um, have been over a 60% play against the spread. So it does set up well for LSU as the big home dog. I liked it more, though, at 14.5. My power rating is made at 13.5. Now at 14, not quite as much value. Hey, guys, Gabe, big game. Your Kentucky Wildcats in Georgia. This game kind of going under under the radar with the with the other games. Six-ranked Georgia versus nine Kentucky. And Kentucky getting eight and a half points. Marenzi, they've been good to you. What about this one? Bulldogs and Wildcats, Steve. Should be a thriller. Yeah, what do you make of this one, Steve? We I'll all know you. Kentucky can't yeah. score. So if they fall behind by too much, they're in a hell of yeah, a lot that's of trouble. A, that's a, yeah, they, yes, but, that's they got to score first. But we say this every week, and here they are. They're seven and one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... They're, you know, they've been really good to me. They're only 4-4 four and four against the spread, but I seem to be on them all the time. I don't think I've lost a Kentucky game yet. I don't take them when they're Stick favorites. Yeah, like whenever, like, oh, they burnt me against Vandy laying 11. Yeah, yeah, well, what are you laying 11 with Kentucky no, take for? Them as, exactly. Take them as a pooch. Georgia aren't Georgia yeah, from last year. Only four and four. What do you make of this one, Steve? Yeah, very surprised they're 4-4. Four and four. Yeah, yeah, I was surprised too, Gabe, that they don't have a better point spread record. Yeah, yeah. You think it's 7-1 and one and being a sleeper team, you know, ninth yeah, ranked six team and two ATS right or something. Yeah. You know what has been moneymaker for them, though, is the under. They've only gone over the total once all season. And that's because they're a very good defensive team. And they're an average offensive team at best. And that's where Georgia holds the edge in this game is offensively. They have a substantial edge offensively. Um, you know, if you were to look at this game when the season began on the schedule, this would look like a terrible scheduling spot for Georgia. Off the LSU and Florida games and with Auburn on deck next week, this one road game sandwiched in between. But that won't be the case. This is for the division title. Yeah, the Auburn the game that doesn't mean anything. Or not. Yeah, exactly. Auburn suck, and suddenly this is for the SEC's title, pretty much. You know, so do you really want to go against Georgia in a focused spot? Probably not. 
Yeah, but we're getting the points. I know. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, Ken? I like points, 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 points. We love points. Robin Black has uh, arrived. Can... We're going to get to Robin uh, after the hey! next uh, break. So, um, Michigan and Penn State, another big one. And then you got Michigan State and Maryland. Steve, you know, sort of you're in that area. You're in Virginia. This Maryland stuff, what a freaking mess, man. And yeah, I don't know. These kids, it's unbelievable they're five and three, that these kids just haven't walked out yet. So they've shown a ton of heart. And Michigan State kind of suck. What do you make of that uh, Michigan State and Maryland game? Well, it's just like that Raider team last night. You know, you always say you don't try to catch a falling knife, whether it's the financial markets <laughs> or a plummeting team. Do we really think Maryland's going to magically rally now? I have no feel for that whatsoever. I think it's a dangerous game. What about Michigan and Penn State? This game is interesting because my power ratings favor Penn State by, I'm sorry, favor Michigan by 11 over Penn State. So the line, although it might look big on the surface, is pretty much where it should be at double digits. And I mentioned LSU having the buy and revenge. That spot goes for Michigan here. Now they're favored. They're not the dog, but they have the bye week and they have a substantial revenge motive after that 42-14 loss at, on the road last year as a seven-point dog. Um, both teams have been good offensively this year, but Michigan holds a substantial defensive edge. They've been probably as good as anybody in the country defensively this year, giving up less than 14 points a game. Steve Merrill, ProSportsInfo.com, one of the covers experts. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Steve will remain with us till about 425. And then Robin Black is going to join us in studio. We're going to talk UFC 230. We told you we've got a big preview show tomorrow from 3 o'clock until 5 o'clock. The lovely Michelle Serpico in studio, plus a ton of uh, special guests. We'll tell you about that. We'll talk MMA, football, and more. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Clayton Kershaw. Uh, signed for yeah. the L.A. Dodgers, three-year deal, $93 million. I don't know where all these idiots Money. are that were tweeting me the other day about, oh, Kershaw might leave the Dodgers. Yeah, as if he was going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. He's always going to be a Dodger. But Come Bueller's got to become the ace now. Yeah, you can't just keep relying sure. on uh, Kershaw. All right, we're in Bueller's conversation with Steve Merrill. We've got a couple of minutes left with Steve, and Steve goes to Virginia. We've got two minutes, actually, two and a half minutes. So, Steve, if it's one NFL game, you got your eye on then. We'll just, you know, we'll give it to you. We'll put it on the tee for you. What's an NFL game you like this week? Well, I mean, I think a game that's very interesting on the schedule is that um, Rams-Saints games. You got the Rams here as a road favorite right now in New Orleans, despite the fact this is their fourth road game in five weeks. This is a very difficult scheduling spot, not only because they're coming off that nail-biting win by two points against the Packers, but kind of flying under the radar. It's the fourth time in five weeks they'll be on the road without a bye, yet they're still laying points. However, the safest way to play this, guys, might be the over 60. You know, it looks like a big number, but keep in mind, we had a 60 in that New England-Kansas City game about a month ago, and they put up 83 points. Really no other way to play these two teams but the over the total. Yeah, 
a lot of lines have moved too, man. I don't know. But what about Baltimore, Pittsburgh? I think there's a good spot for the Ravens there, Steve. I know they've been beat down the last two weeks uh, to the Saints, and then uh, Gabe, good call by Gabe with Carolina. But now they're at home, and they already beat Pittsburgh earlier on the year. The line's gone down to two, two and a half. They always seem to play them tough, don't they? You know, and it always seems always to be a do. close game. Yeah, so, I mean, in general, you know, if you can get three or more with the dog, you always want to look at it, but that doesn't ever seem to be the case. And once again here, the line is short also, as you mentioned. Um, these are two teams right now that have been kind of up and down this season. Baltimore is on the down note here, one and three their last four. Pittsburgh is one four their last five after the slow start. Um, but wouldn't be surprised to see things turn around here on Baltimore's home field in this rivalry game this week. Uh, Buffalo Bills are getting uh, 10 points. You know, you, I want to jump all over this, but it is Nate Peterman. Uh, you know, that, that's the problem, man. Before we get yeah, you out of here, Stephen, we, we got about a minute. How about your your team? Are you back on a band, bandwagon now, the Redskins? It's like, look, you you, you gave up on the Capitals because you're like, God, oh, it's too much. And then you put your jersey on, you're, you're walking around, you're, hey, the Capitals are champs. Maybe the Skins are going to surprise you, Steve. Division champs, maybe, around the corner. All kidding aside, I think they win this yeah, game against Atlanta. I like Washington in this game. I'm starting to like it more and more as the uh, as the day goes on, too. Yeah, the difference is I wore my early 90s Caps authentic jersey the day after they won the Stanley Cup, more for people like myself from 20 years ago. <laughs> what was it? Did you have an um, Olaf Colson you know, jersey? What was your jersey? Adam Oates? I, I never, you know, Oates. it's funny. I never got a number on it. I never got a number on it, but um, I had the blue jersey Adam in the Oates. late 90s also. You yeah, I was a big Bonder guy. The, the, the blue jersey, I would have been but I loved Adam Oates. With the Capitals. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, Goncher. Yeah. Probably, maybe Dale Hunter. That 87 goal against the Flyers in overtime was probably the playoff winner. was probably one of the coolest things I've ever seen. But um, yeah, it was late, yeah, the Redskins, yeah. you know, I don't have any heartbreak bleed for the Redskins in the 80s and 90s because I lived that and loved it. And, um, yeah, I don't know if I'd feel the same. But, hey, look, they're going to win this division by default probably just because the Eagles aren't playing that great. I will say this line looks short. I mean, they've been about 11 points better defensively than Atlanta this year, yet they're only laying one and a half at home. Falcons are coming off the bye week, so we'll see if they turn things around. But I need to see it first. Steve Merrill, ProSportsInfo.com, CoversExperts.com. Always a pleasure, Lucky Steve. May the winners be yours. May the fortune cookies fall your way. That's it. Thank you, Steve. Confucius says uh, you will lose. Confucius says you will lose every prop on Raider game. Yeah. Cameron, you will take the Colorado uh, Avalanche, and Calgary will score five unanswered goals. Account taking beating, yes. Let's bring in Robin Black. Robin Black, hey, we're Robin kicking it Black. old school. Go down over here, Robin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, Big let's see. What's up to our cameraman here? So let's see. Uh, what, what are you guys going to do with this? I got to cross your shot, Gabe. All right. No, that's okay. All right. This. Hey, yeah, Robin, there, there how are you go. doing? It's a webcast, so, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, we don't encourage the swearing, but yeah, right. if it happens, if it, it happens. happens. Yeah. yeah. No, actually, no, we're on the radio, too. I forgot. Sorry, oh, see, sorry. See, look sorry. what you almost yeah, radio, did. Radio, radio. You got me fired. Well, Robin, this morning, asked, am I allowed to swear here? Like, live. I'm like, I thought. I was like, yeah. I was like, no, 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 yeah. no, 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 you're not. No, no. Am I allowed to speak like we'd actually speak? <laughs> yeah, no, no. No, I'm kidding. Yes, that's that's what we do here, so. Looking, looking sharp, Robin. So you yep. just over at MSG. So what's the deal? Let me see the, the credentials. Yeah, you're stealing this, that. This is the credential. Yep, that is the. You credential. want to over? Oh. You got your official credentials. Yeah. Yep. So I'm do you over. do you feel special? Like they always say, the world's most famous arena, and it's known as the the basketball mecca. Mm. So basketball, and really like sort of boxing and fighting. Like you know the stereotype old forties and fifties big fight, guys in fedoras, women dressed up. It was right down the street yeah. here. That, and that is cool, man. Like one of the, you know, one of the great things about sport and fighting is my thing, is history. 
you know, and, and culture and all those aspects of it. And I was there last year when, and so I was following George St. Pierre around doing a documentary. Like, so I was with him for weeks and months oh, yeah, yeah. off and on watching him train. And then he fought Michael Bisping over here on the same night, Cody Garbrandt, TJ Dillashaw, killer fight, Rose Namajunas, uh, beat an unbeaten Joanna. How come we a, can't get that yeah. card tomorrow? It was a pretty spectacular <laughs> card, man. It really yeah. was. And uh, it was a weird one, you know, exciting. Every fight was something mind-blowing. And George comes back. And Bisping and George are two, two of the greats. Bisping won't always get his, his credit. It was a killer one. And you're, but you're right. This one, you know, maybe doesn't have that, that crazy feel of it. Nate Diaz is not on yeah, it. It's still and, a heavyweight title. Well, I think that's the thing that Diaz brings so much excitement. He is the shiny object, right? And what, what I like about the cards, there's a lot of fighters just um, with violent intentions mm-hmm. on this card mm-hmm. tomorrow. True. There's just sort of a lot of mean-spirited dudes. <laughs> yeah. You know, you got guys that, you know, get out of my way type guys, right? I mean, you got a heavyweight. Listen, how can you go wrong with a heavyweight uh, title fight? And I'm not one of these guys. I like all weight classes, but, and some people don't like the heavyweights. They think, oh, they're slow. There's not a lot of technique. You know, maybe they're not in the best of shape. But to me, I want to watch something that's larger than life. That, true, true, you know what I mean? Vince McMahon sort of said that, and, you know, he used to not sign smaller people. Mm. And he basically stated, people want to see something they're not. That's it. Right? And, it's, and it is true. Like, I'm fascinated when I see 265-pound two, dudes eating shots and going back and forth and knowing every time that right comes, it's like, oh. It's true, man. But at the same time, even in that context, so you take the biggest, greatest athletes in the world, but you throw Roy Nelson in there, we're always interested. Some fat guy with a mullet. Fans love that stuff. You know, we kind of do. We want to see something we're not. Look, Mighty Mouse, let's be real. It's not right, but people, it seems like the interest goes down as almost the weight class. But the 155 has always sort of been the one. What sort of, you know, you love them all. So me asking you... Which is your favorite division? It's like asking, like, to which is your favorite kid? Because you'll yeah, be like, I love, yeah, I love them all. Chocolate. I love them all. But true. what's this sort of like, man? I'm partial. The 185s are always just good because they're they're still fast, but they're really powerful. So Chris Weidman is the co-main classic event. example classic of this. Classic example. This you you are you are correct. You are you're very accurate. You're pulling together big, powerful, crazy, not like us. Even Chris Weidman, Luke Rockhold, I saw him on the street. That's a big dude. That's a big super athlete. Bigger like than that. real life yeah. than you realize. He's bigger right? than yeah. point guards. You know what I mean? He's he's like he's bigger than wide receivers. Like he's a big athlete. He's a big, powerful athlete, but he's also slick and talented. Yeah. You know? It's fighting over time, you start to see the different body types and the different sizes in different ways. You know, a decathlete versus a javelin thrower versus yeah, a yeah. gymnast. They're all different. You, you, On different sides, you, you need know. to use different attributes. Sort of like Bosses. an animal, like a chameleon. You need to use whatever skill you can use to win, right? It, which is also why, if there's something different about you, that's what you use to win in this particular sport. There's a lot of things about it that are different than other sports. If you're the long-rangey guy, you fight different. By being different, different is hard in fighting. Okay, so Robin's only got about 10 minutes here. He's going to be back with us after. I'm going to go to the weigh-ins and then come back. Go check it out, get a feel for it, and come back with some stories. And Robin knows everyone. He's already telling me everyone's hyped up on uh, Weidman right now. But in the training community, and we are in his hometown. (laughs) You know what I mean? So people are like, yeah, Weidman. All right, so MMA Junkie has uh, 10 reasons to watch this card. Okay. So uh, number one, the opportunity to play spoiler. One thing, guys, too, Derek Lewis is a fun guy. Easy guy to pull for. 
That's the thing. Like, there's no, like, stupid smack talk here. The biggest beef is Cormier loves Popeye's chicken, and Lewis loves Popeye's chicken. And Lewis actually got a deal, and Cormier's like, I don't understand. I'm the champion, yeah. and this guy, like, it's all, that's the beef cap. Yeah. He got a Popeye's yeah. deal. I did it. Fair enough. <laughs> why uh, not? Uh, but, why doesn't he approach the colonel? That's not a bad idea. Very good. Boy. Yeah, go see the colonel on that one. Yeah, Colonel Sanders, you're I right. I think in America, Popeye's hey. a bigger deal than... than Popeye's is like the cooler, hipper yeah, company. Exactly. KFC's like I for the old... I understand. Yeah. There was we, a little clip you know today. Robin, we, we, we always debate that, me and Morenci, because we're older guys, right? I find Popeye's, like, they put the, the, the breading's too thick. I don't want to eat cornflakes with my chicken. I just want skin, brother. I don't know. I think it's too much batter. I'm going to hey, defer to Cam Stewart on what is better chicken. <laughs> I'm going to 100% defer to Cam Stewart on what is better yeah, If we're doing chicken. MMA, that's it. You're talking food, right? Yeah. Yeah, Robin yeah. knows his lanes, Cam. <laughs> yeah. Robin's great. I miss you. Hey, Robin, I miss you, you and your family. Uh, he's a regular attendant at the Super Bowl parties that I hosted at Shula's. It's great, true. Uh, it's great true. Guy. Nobody drank yeah, more I tequila you, at Cam Stewart's Super Bowl parties than my mother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, so. it was a good party. So Derek Lewis and Cormier, fun fight. Cormier's one of the best fighters ever. Lewis is a dangerous guy. The Black Beast can knock anybody out at any time. And he also has a pretty high threshold. He's able to eat some damage too, isn't he? He sure is. Uh, Some of that is size. Some of that is mental toughness. You know, Cormier uh, put out a little clip today. I I don't know. Maybe it was, you know, uh, a Fox thing. I don't know. But he was talking about how... Derek Lewis, he was giving Derek Lewis a lot of credit. He's like, a lot of guys get in trouble, go to jail, say they're going to change, nothing does. This guy changed, became a professional athlete, made himself a millionaire, he's fighting for the heavyweight title. I'm not screwing around. Like, that's a real guy. That's what Cormier needs to do. He needs to look at this guy and, and not go, oh, look, a fat guy with a yeah, Popeye yeah. sponsorship. This is the easiest fight I've had in a long time. All of a sudden, he wakes up. He's not fighting Brock Lesnar. He's got no belt. They're going to take his light heavyweight belt as soon as he fights, and he's got none all of a sudden. He can't mess around here. He's, uh, because if he does, yes, the the number 10 was... But as you stated, if yeah. you fight not to lose, you lose. Or if you fight scared dangerous. of one issue, the pink yeah. elephant in the room, as you stated, right? Yeah, it's true. It's a dangerous it's like fight. Scared money never wins. Yeah. Scared money never so wins. Cormier, he's got to be himself. Principle. But if he's himself, it's dangerous. Now, did Cam say yeah. scared money never wins? Yes. I love that yes. saying. Yeah. That is a fantastic analogy. Scared money never wins. Cormier Wise Chinese guy exactly. told me that, Robin, at the blackjack table. Yeah. That's how I learned. He goes, scared money never wins, and I never uh, forgot it. Well, you got to go in there with confidence. Don't be scared. True in fighting, too. That's what, what uh, Derek Lewis has to do. But, I mean, speaking of money, I'm not a, I don't bet on fights because of how crazy it is. The more I know, the crazier it exactly. is. Exactly. <laughs> that's the thing. The more I you was, know, it can hurt you sometimes. Yeah. But, <laughs> but if I was to bet on Derek Lewis, I, that'd still be scared money from my point of view because, although, it'd pay pretty good. It's one of those deals where it's like you put fifty bucks yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah. You, you put a hundred, you get like five, six fifty back if he wins. But if you don't want to lose a hundred bucks, like fifty bucks is enough. You really go inside interest. the distance, right? Makes it a little higher. Yeah, it's like plus seven hundred to win. Because yeah, he's not going to win via decision. No. All right. Another reason, another question about this: Is Chris Weidman back? What's Chris Weidman's motivation? Is he back for a fight? Is he fighting in his backyard? I think he does have something to prove. I think mm-hmm. for a few years, he lost interest. You know, it's easy to get burnt out, guys, for the, these guys. They put all their work in. They reach the pinnacle. They become a champion. You know, maybe they didn't they make as rich, much maybe. money as they he, wanted he or they did. Yeah. Both are bad. Yeah. Make too exactly. Much money. It okay. changes your lifestyle, you know, and seems like Weidman is sort of through that, and he's sort of, hey, I'm still here. Yeah. I, you know, but he's got to prove it. Mm-hmm. And we can hear, like, you know, you hear this all the time. He looks great in camp, man. Yeah. 
He looks great in camp. You know this as well as I do. Once the cage door closes, everything could go at the window, and the training could be like, I've even heard fighters tell me. They're like, dude, I don't know, man. He goes, once it started, I just sort of got caught up in the moment because I didn't do anything I trained. I didn't do anything I was supposed to do. And we, you know this is a musician. It's true. Dude, I was playing last week. Yeah. I had a guitar solo planned. I did it wrong a few times. Take again, take again. Yeah. By the seventh take, Robin, I was doing new things. Yeah. Like, I was like, yeah. you're not supposed to be doing, but I was doing new things because yeah. I was flustered. I was like, you, you know. You try Once you get punched yeah. in the face, I asked someone, what's your strategy? He's like, well, I don't know, dude. Once you get punched in the face, you sort of stop thinking. You just go, <laughs> it's a fight, right? It's such a wild <laughs> exactly. You do not want to be thinking. You don't want to not be thinking. Like, it's so crazy. You, you literally have to be out there. It, it's the little seconds when a fastball hitter hits a fastball, but it's 15 minutes of that. This type of hyper focus yet yeah. relaxed ability to Gotta allow be yourself slow. to go. But Jack Array is so good. He is. He's he 38, is. four years older. Yeah. Weidman's probably a more complete yeah. fighter. Yep. Jack Array's dangerous, man. That and you have to know that too. Like you can't, oh man, it's same thing that that focus, like you want to be confident that you can win, but you can never underestimate the other guy. It's a tough sport, man. This this one is a tough one. Everybody's saying this is the old Chris. This is an even better Chris. Chris is focused and he's scary right now. And and if that's true, then yeah, he he'll be Jacare. And if it isn't, it'll look bad. You know, he's had. And I was looking back at this today. It wasn't just you know a couple of fights where he got uh, Yoel Romero landed on him and he had a bad fight against Luke Rockhold. His win over Vitor was a bad win. He was he got beat up. Yep. He didn't perform well, and he just kind of got a good spot and finished him. Like he's had bad fights, but he's a brilliant, brilliant fighter and a brilliant athlete. So uh, this, I'd have, I'd be playing with scared money on this one. <laughs> um, and and what, the money's coming in on Weidman right now too. The odds are climbing. He's going to probably end up closing in the two twenty range or something like that. There's a lot of hype on Weidman uh, in the gaming community right now. A lot of hype in the MMA world, uh, Rob. In our final moments here about Adesanya. Mm-hmm. He gets Derek Brunsman, who's sort of becoming the gatekeeper, journeyman type. All right, what can you do against Brunson? But at some point, Adesanya's got to get some real yeah. fights, right? This is sort of, if he destroys Brunson, it's got to be one of those Mr. T-, T moments. I'm coming for you, Balboa. Yeah, I want right. the damn belt, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Adesanya, he's got all the things that the UFC looks for. Yeah. He's so, flashy. He looks to finish fighters. He's got a big mouth. Yeah. He's confident. Yeah. He's got it all, and that, that can be intimidating. He's also, he blends a background of boxing and kickboxing, and Muay Thai, and all types of different stuff that's very hard to deal with. Uh, I'm sure he's a big favorite. I'm sure yeah, he should like be. Yeah, he's like a four-to-one big, favorite. Yeah. And I'm four, sure he yeah. should be. If Brunson's going to beat him, it's in the first seven minutes. Like, there's no way Brunson is going to, to beat him for three rounds because Adesanya will start laying traps for him and start forcing him to wow, make Wow, Adesanya's only, like, minus 280 right now. I'm surprised. Yeah, I thought that, he'd be a little bit bigger. Same with me, um, but it's because he's unproven. My, my feeling, he can go in here and beat all the Derek Bronsons out there. Uh, but there's a lot of pressure on him. He knows what you're saying now to be true. He knows everybody's expecting this kind of thing from him. That's hard to do, but he's young and smart, and he's been That's around. That's the thing, too. We talk about the different dynamics of this. It's difficult when you're trying to put on a show. If, if it gets in a kid's head, oh, I'm going to win this fight, but I want to do it in Flash in New York. Yeah. You can't yeah. think about... You know, you got to keep the substance, right? But he seems to do a good job of that and not get a not get ahead of himself. He also learns in moments. So it's like if it's not going well right now, yeah, he's going to yeah, learn yeah, something yeah. about you. He's going to trick you with yeah. it later. It's very smart. Uh, Jason Knight is on the card. What, what can you tell me about this fight against uh, Rinaldi? What can you tell me about Jordan Rinaldi? Yeah, Rinaldi will be good on the ground, but he's here because Jason Knight, 
he's a young guy, potentially in a position for Knight to beat him. Knight's kind of got one of these fights where instead of fighting one of the best guys in the world, fight this young, hungry guy who wants to prove himself. So it should be a tee-up, but when you're killing, killing it out there, you're looking great, and you lose two or three in a row, all of a sudden your confidence can be gone. Knight should be, you know, I don't know how big of a favorite he is here, but he should be, you know, a pretty sizable favorite. He's in about minus 250 range, actually. I'm surprised not a little higher. Yeah, me too, but those three losses in a row, maybe make money move in different ways. I mean, you know, you guys, I always learn a lot from, from hanging with you guys about how people bet and why they bet, and that affects it. Oh, the, the perception of the better is interesting. Yeah, yeah, okay, we'll see Robin Black uh, here back in an hour and a half or so. He's going to go over MSG. We'll be right back on the other side. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Holy crap, I got Cam uh, on computers. Cam, I was just on the phone talking to my boy Riggs. Yeah. He's over at the book. Riggs? Yeah. He's, nice. He's over at the book. So. Come on, number eight. Ah, geez, I was basically getting to the there, point. Baby. Like, he knows why I was calling, too. I'm like, hey, uh, what's up? He's like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> I'm like, uh, like, I heard you were at the book. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I was basically getting to the point of, listen, man, I'm going to need you to put a couple of plays in here. Like, you know. Doing too many shows, Cam. I I can't get out there. Exactly. Like tomorrow, I just it kicked in. I'm like, I'm doing a college football show in the morning, and then right after the college football show, you know, I'm doing the uh, the MMA show. So I it it, it kicks in. Right. I'm like, oh my god, I can't get these bets in for college football tomorrow. Now, it would help if I didn't go oh and five last night in that football game. Built that account up to four hundred and thirty eight dollars. I'm scared. Tell me what it is now. Yeah, let's get yeah, the reality. Okay. Just, uh, we started a one, okay, we one ninety seven this week though, so we're up. But man, yeah. I was frustrated. Well, let's vent about that in a minute. They they effing suck, bro. They suck rocks. The Raiders. They're a that disgrace. Was the, honestly, that was taking money from a baby Raiders under eight and a half to start the year. Then it went to eight. Like, are you kidding me? That team blows. All right. I told you your the audio's all weird here, suddenly. Who me? Yeah, there are your. I back. can. Uh, I, I, Okay, good, good. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm. It sounds the same. Anyway, I was telling you, I, I said the Raiders are way worse than the Giants, man. I'm telling you, they're the worst team in football. They suck. That was they're one horrible. of the worst performances I've seen in my life last night. Yeah, it was. They they rolled over. They made Nick Mullins look like the second coming of Dan Marino. Okay, I'm just logging in right now. Sorry, Joe Montana. Nine. Da, da, da. Don't want to give anyone the codes here. Let's go. Okay, let's go. Yeah, don't give Magic the codes number. Out. Yeah, no, no code, no code. Let me guess. I have two hundred and forty-seven dollars. Actually, better than that. Because remember, I got that, uh, one bet. I, I made it. Made a mistake. No, right in the middle. Two sixty-seven ninety. All right, but I had four thirty-three last night. Seven ninety. Yeah, but I you started it. with one ninety-three. Look at look at look at the big picture. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I, I look sorry. at the big picture. He said two sixty-seven, huh? 
267.90. Uh, you know what it's? Oh yeah, we remember I told you yeah, we leave that 90 cents in like last time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was 91. Now it's 90. I guess something got shaved by a penny. <laughs> I bet you the sports book just steals a penny a day from every account, and uh, no one ever knows. Of course they, of course they do. Oh, think about it. If they steal a penny a day, they're they're loaded. It's like it's, it's a great, like it's a great point. Like it, those little things. It's like <laughs> yes. convenience stores. In banking, they do it with the decimal. Yeah, it's like convenience, convenience stores. Exactly. Exactly. There's a gas station in Toronto where I live in the quarter. Every damn time. Every time, 30 cents short, 50 cents short, $2 short. Every time, the same answer. Oh, sorry, my friend. Like, dude, like you guys, I told the guy, I said, I know what you're up to. I said, how much you guys make anyways? What are you, what are you making? You know, what, 1000 a week? And uh, I spoke to someone at the store once. I think it was Jazz saying that uh, he worked at a store and the, the, the guys were doing it there. And, you know, he said, no, no, it was only about 50 bucks a day or something like that. But... People don't count their change, right? People bunch of change, especially digitally. I don't know. Yeah, even I don't know. No. I was like, do I have 197 or 199? Like, if there's a two dollar difference, how the hell is anyone going to notice the difference? You know, you know what, you know what the biggest scam is. Take a look when you're on your sites for live betting too, because they're always weird numbers. So when I'm live betting in my site, especially when I'm doing college football on Saturday, right? So say it says it'll pay back uh, 89.73. They always go to 89. They don't go from 50 up. They always go. Yeah. They always do it in their favor, kind of like our exchange rate when we're trying to collect money. It's like, and you do that over time. Think about it. If, you're, if you gamble like me and you do and play a lot of games, think about it. You make 100 plays. It's 100 bucks, basically, that you're pissing away, Gabe. It's, it's like these are they're little things, but they add up to big things, man. Like, that's the thing. These guys, they know every trick in the book. Yeah, you know what? I'm thinking, uh, so 267. I'm not even playing around with a million bets here tonight. I'm just thinking yeah, just 100, on, no, 100 I, I got, on Pittsburgh, 100 on the Pittsburgh-Virginia over, and uh, 67 on the Arizona Wildcats tonight. Yeah, I was going to say, get in your, uh, get in your uh, college football plays. I'll put them in. It's all good. And, uh, yeah, I need, I need a miracle, man. I'm, I'm, I told it's, you, I'm on tilt. I'm on tilt. Well, you weren't the only guy. Who you're betting Breeders' Cup right now. Night? Listen, we're going to go to the phones in a second. Yeah. Hang in there, Bob in Vermont. Um, yeah, I, yeah I, ju- I, just missed, I just missed an exacta box. I had Jaywalk. I had the seven horse, and my eight horse took – he went around the turn about nine wide. Like, who, who's riding the horse, me and you? Come on, jockey. Like, get it together, man. Like, it's just brutal, man. I'm sick and tired of bad luck and bad trips. Anyway, uh, let's open up the pipelines. Yeah, so you say, yeah, Cam, you're getting uh, frustrated this week, huh? Uh, I'm going to be honest with you, Marenzi. It's probably the worst week I've had in a long time, like like emotionally, gambling-wise. Like, I'm, I'm on tilt. Like, I, I told you, like, you know it goes bad when you have a four-goal lead in the third period in a hockey game, and they score five goals. Yeah, what was the five score? Goals. So you five had a, you had a three-goal lead? Yeah. Yeah, it was five to uh, Colorado versus Calgary last night. The Flames scored five unanswered goals to win. They won six to five. I had a five-to-one lead in the third period. Yeah, yeah, you know, and in hockey, and you don't six to five. It was my, it was my, it was my biggest bet of the night. But Gabe, I can understand two or three. At five one, you like think you're going to win a hockey game? Come yeah, on, you're like, yes, yeah, I got yes. This. You play that game a thousand times. I win nine hundred ninety nine times. That's when you know you're on tilt, and I'm like getting smoked right now. Were you it's watching? Amazing. People owe me money, and they're nowhere to be found. Were you watching a game? You know. Uh, no, I didn't. I actually, after they started coming back, I didn't want to watch it. And then I saw the final score, and I started crying. 
uh, like not not crying, but I was like very emotional. I, like I didn't, I don't get rattled about lost money, but I really needed that one. And then the Raiders game was a write-off. You said it like before it even started. I'm like the first drive. I'm like, hey, yeah, yeah. The backwards, backwards, backwards field goal. Then Mullins comes in there, ding, 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 ding. The Raiders. I'm going to admit too, when I saw Mullins too, bunch of geriatrics. When we kicked the field goal, I was like, yeah, it's going to be easy. The Raiders win. Yeah. And then like you said, Nick Mullins. I actually said to myself, and I saw him, I'm like, this kid ain't going to do jack shit. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was like, this Mullins kid ain't going to do nothing. He's going to be a disaster. I said, the Raiders are going to win this game. Even after the game started, they scored a touchdown. I was like, all right, whatever. I was like, good. I got the over, so it'll be all right, good. Mullins can move the ball a bit, good. And then when it was like 14-3, yeah, I realized, I was like, you know what? I'm just an idiot, and the Raiders suck, and... I could tell, man, it was like halfway through the first quarter and you could see the Raider players didn't care already. And a Niner player even said after that, uh, oh, he goes, oh, yeah, they quit right away. They said they, they, they had no interest in competing. And they quit on Gruden. They don't like Gruden. They've quit on him. All right, let's go, um, let's go to uh, the, uh, the pipelines. And a regular caller on the Carton and Friends show in the morning is uh, Bob. In Vermont, I don't think uh, Bob's ever spoken to you before, uh, Cam. So uh, let's go to yeah, Bob. Yes, I, did, Cam. I remember Cam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi, Cam. Yeah. How you doing, Cam? Hey, Bob. Yeah, Bob called in on Sunday with me and uh, Galena. So, oh, yeah, I know, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I I talked to Cam. Hey, Gabe, you were awesome this morning. I like that blonde you had on this morning too. Christine Leahy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who's what was Christine? her name again? Gabe? Christine Leahy. Christine Leahy. Leahy. Lady. And do you Where's see the little from? boy? Uh, do you see the little boy Corey had on the show today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. It's turning boy. into a, an F and daycare center in the studio. I know, right? No, but he was cute though. He was cute. He was like five years old. He's so cute, kid. I'm putting my okay, I'm putting I, my foot down. There's no more kids coming in here. Who's Christine Leahy, Gabe? Who is she? Is she an actress? No, she's, she's, she's a blonde no, chick. She's she's a, a, yes. Fox Sports FS1 One, report. FS1. She's got oh, her own yeah, show. Yeah, that's her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's okay, I know um, who you're talking about. She's actually uh, she's the hey, host of American uh, Ninja Warrior. Yeah, I got a picture hey, of her. Man. She's beautiful. Yeah, but what's up, Bob? Gabe, I got I play beat the prick again this week. Oh, you did? Oh, you. So I got Minnesota. <laughs> Minnesota well, what it's called that? I beat the prick. Beat, beat too, the right? prick. Beat, beat the prick. Yeah, it's the SBR promo. You, yeah, don't beat you play the prick. that one? Oh, show? that's so good. That's awesome. No, the man. guy's beat name the is the prick. No, you. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, that's. Yeah, yeah and the guy's like okay, a redneck so... hillbilly cam. He does a video. Oh. He does like a video of the week, so this guy. Could... He's like a redneck hillbilly. He's like, I, I, I like this and I like Alabama minus the 14. And if you beat his beat picks, yeah, you can win money. And his name's the prick. He's like, hey, I'm oh. the prick. <laughs> I took Minnesota. That's my favorite, my best bet of the week, over Detroit. All right, you so Minnesota. Minnesota. You like all right. What's your other pick? Yeah, you like I the like Minnesota, Minnesota Vikings. All right, I like that. And pick. then I like Kansas City over Cleveland. Be careful with that one. And I like Washington over Atlanta. I like that. Yeah, one. yeah I, like, I love Washington. Over the Chargers. Yeah, Seattle. And the Rams yeah. over the Saints. I like your picks, Bob. Yeah, hey, Bob. You are awesome, Gabe. You're the best. I like you very much. You're an awesome guy. I appreciate that, Bob. You're awesome yes, as look well. Look at that, Are you going to be on later tonight, too? Yes, sir. I'll be on at 10 o'clock tonight as usual. 
lost of the Wade Newton. Yeah, that our, guy looked like Wade Newton a little bit. On, our, on our video, you should see the waitresses here. Who, right Robert now, Black? Oh, Wayne Newton. Robert that Black. That Robin yeah. guy looked like <laughs> Wayne Newton a little bit. Yeah, he looks like a skinnier Wayne Newton. Yeah, younger, younger. That's a good call. There, yeah, Robert. younger Wayne Newton. That's what I everybody was saying in the chat. There's like a new I crop of waitresses here tonight. Hey, you Cam, you're a nice tonight, guy, right? too, Cam. They're bringing their A game. Thanks, Bob. Appreciate that. Like what Bob do you style. think about Notre Dame? Are they going to win this weekend? Oh, yeah. You know what? I'm glad you brought that game yeah. up. You know, Bob? This could be the week Notre Dame gets yeah. shaken up a little bit. Or they just killed Northwestern. No. I got to take the 10 points. No, Notre Dame's going to win. Yeah, but they might not cover Cam the spread. Is on a roll. Are they going to cover? That's the question. Are they going to win by more than 10? They're going to cover. They're going to cover. Northwestern is not that good. Yeah, they're pretty good home dog. Uh, 10 points? Yeah, it's tough. Northwestern's game. pretty tough. good, Bob. I got good news, though, for yeah, you, Bob. Yeah, but I like Notre Dame. The, I'm Irish. At least the, Gi- <laughs> the Giants can't lose this <laughs> week, Bob, at least. So can I see you on uh, what, tonight, 7 o'clock, you said? Yeah, 10 o'clock Is tonight. Is your house? Ten- yeah, 10 o'clock Is tonight. Is your house? Yeah, and then don't forget and tomorrow. You don't need cable. I'll give you a place that you could go to. You don't need cable. It's called oh, yeah, Cody yeah, I know, TV. I know. You don't have Oh, I've got I've got a story about the cable company from last night, but yeah, talk uh, about those. Yeah, well, well, you guys should do some cable deals off the air. Yeah, just, but uh, uh, no cable stinks. <laughs> You're a cord cutter. Cable stinks. It's a ripoff. So I'll get. I'll be there at ten o'clock for you. Okay, Gabe. Don't forget, Bob. Again, too. Have a great night too. Me, me and Michelle and Wayne News doing a UFC show tomorrow too. Three o'clock. Yeah, that's right. yeah but I want to see Michelle. Is she going to be on there too? Yeah, she's going to be on tomorrow. She's going to be dressed all hot yeah, for, she's for MMA. Panel. Yeah. At, yeah. Two, at 2 o'clock? 3 o'clock, 3 o'clock. Two be, hours. 3, three to okay, 5. Okay, I'll be there at 3 o'clock, too, especially with Michelle. Yeah, Are you taking phone calls tomorrow, too? Uh, uh, probably not. <laughs> not on the MMA show. Oh, come on. Maybe. Who? Well, you've got to ask about on. the UFC. You can't just call and, like, yeah. fawn on Michelle. All right, all right. I'll talk about, I'll talk about Brock Lesnar, okay? I like that guy. He's funny. All right, Bob. Hey, you have you ever meet Paul Heyman? No, I never met Paul Heyman. Paul no. Heyman? No. Uh, he's a funny guy. He's I know Renee guy. Young. Guy's a genius. He's a genius. We know Renee Young. Yeah. Yeah, I used yeah. To do, me yeah. Gabe used to do a show with Renee Young. We know her very well. And I like Brenda Rossi, too. She is one good-looking girl. <laughs> you like her? All right, Bob. <laughs> I got Cam cracking up over there. I can you cracking up over there. See, yeah, I'm, I make Bob. good radio, don't I, guys? You're the best, Bob. You're good, Bob. Yeah. You're good, too, Gabe. So you can my uh, uh, Bob and Vermont sweatshirt, uh, hoodie? Yeah, yeah, we'll get it up on the screen after if we can. Yeah. I'm going to get one. I'm going to yeah, get one. Yeah, Yeah, I want one. Oh, you are? You are? All right. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Robert Diggs. He put that up for me. All right. Okay, uh, you guys have a good night. You, I'll talk to you at 10. Okay, Bob. Take care, Bob. Gabe, you got to see this guy. I'm not sure if you got NBC on right now for the Breeders' Cup. This dude walked in with a Tito's handmade vodka suit. <laughs> like it just had logos of the of the vodka. His whole suit. I'm Tito's. Like, like, uh, yeah, Tito's. I, I did a poll actually, Cam. I did a poll. Yeah, Tito's does well on Twitter. Tito's does well. I got a lot of votes. I got like 900 votes or something in like in yeah, a day. People love vodka. I said, "What's yeah. the best vodka?" And um, the ones that came up the most uh, was Tito's. Tito's one actually. Tito's well, and Kettle one. Tito's guy. Kettle one. Kettle one is the best for, like you know what I mean. Like just for like when you want something straight, like straight vodka. 
and and Tito's is it's ha- Tito's is hand handcrafted too. It's really good. Like it's uh, the guy started as a small company and really uh, raised. Hey man, they're sponsoring a race in the Breeders' Cup. It tells you how successful they are. I'm with you. I I, I like Tito's a lot. I me and Lisa tried this other one called Dylan's. It sucked. It was really expensive. It was kind of like supposed to be like Tito's. It tasted like turpentine. It was awful. But uh, Tito's crushes for the for the like the really kind of uh, millennial vodkas or like hipster vodkas. Uh, that shit's the best for sure. Yeah, there's there's a lot of crap out there now, right? There sure is. Uh, Kettle One's just a good solid vodka. I'm looking and for Stoli, my pole. for the price Stoli. It's funny, but I see everyone. There's a lot of vodka poles up here. Man, there's a lot of different ones. There's Ciroc, Smirnoff, Absolute, Magic Moments, Grey Goose, Flirt. Ciroc blows. Sky Vodka. Sky blows, too. Sky blows, too. It's a club vodka. It's yeah. not that good. Anything goes. I don't know anything goes. Did you see? Uh, Belvedere you see, is uh, one Jesse... cam that a lot of people tweeted oh, me about. Bel- I like Belvedere. Belvedere's good. Belvedere's actually, you know what it is? Grey Goose is a lot like, you know, Wine Gabe, you know, Wolf Blast, right? I used to I used to know a chick up, uh, up north, and she worked for, like, a tasted wine and did all that stuff. It's kind of like Wolf Blast is the one that people buy, but it's mass-produced. In Australia, it's kind of like Mick Ozzy will tell you. It's kind of like McDonald's. Or like There's a million of them, right? So everyone's here like, ooh, it's the best, it's the best. But it's actually not. The quality's not that good. you got to go for the ones that are, like, crafted in smaller batches, like, like uh, what's the other one called? Rosemount, like, stuff like that. And that's the thing. People get fooled, right? The price point. I'm not paying 20 bucks for a bottle of wine when you can get a good $10, $12 bottle that's better. You know what I mean? you got to shop around. What about uh, what about rum? For me and rum, I, I, I drink enough sugar. Like I, I, I told you, I've tried to wean myself off cola. I'm losing that battle. You're not, you're not a fan I of the rum and I, coke? No, I like a rum and coke, but it just... I drink so much sugar. Like, I wake up and I have a co- couple coffees with sugar. I plow cans of Coke with sugar. Like, I don't need rum. So when I'm drinking uh, liquors right now, it's vodka's my, vodka's my go-to because I don't need any more sugar. I already, like, probably got to have diabetes. Me and you are like, you're, I'm, impre- I'm impressed by you, man. You've really uh, lowered your sugar intake. Me, I tried to go to do a day without having a Coke or a Pepsi. I couldn't do it, Gabe. I'm weak. I remember we were doing the show, and right when we did the uh, the DFS hour, I was just, like, sweating, and I'm like, I just went to the fridge and cracked the Pepsi, and it was, like, game-changing. It's I had an a, orange Fanta. hooked I am. I had an orange oh, like Fanta, Fanta with guess, lunch. Yeah, I got, no, it's funny. I just bought a bottle of Fanta that uh, when I went to Shoppers Drug Mart, I was going to pick up a bottle of Fanta and have a, after the show a vodka and Fanta, see how it goes. Why not? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had a nice side uh, uh, fried chicken and mashed potatoes from Al's Ooh, today. Oh, one of, oh, one of my favorites. Oh, comfort food. Ma- fried fried chicken and mashed potatoes. That's like one of my death row meals. Like you know what I mean? Like I'd be up there. Like I could really handle that. Like that's that's delicious. Uh, Yang is uh, Yang's bringing it, spinning oh, the yeah. tunes today. It's got the Sabbath. I don't know if we found something that's promo worthy yet so far. I don't know. Uh, Might Robin, cut it off halfway. Robin Black is pretty good. Yeah, but as I stated, Yang, there's got to be, like, a conclusion. There's got to be, like, a mini-story. <laughs> Game time decision continues. <laughs> hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope. And type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. 
No, that was a bad promo again. <laughs> Just me sounding like an idiot. So uh, I can't spell. I can't write. Here's what we got to do, and I know we don't have enough. Like, and listen, Yang's the man. Yang's the man. But yeah, no, Yang's we're to the point. He needs, he like, needs a course in promo writing. Exactly. Yeah. It, you agree with me, Ken? Yeah, I, I love Yang, but I'm just gonna say this. Also, if there's an intern there, instead of going out or whatever, like, and know what you need to do? Take the like we both do it, the us and the ahs out of it. Like, get on, get that thing on like the cutting board and start cutting up. You're right. It it has make to make a sound better. It has to make it. They're not gonna to do that. Make a sound yeah. better. They make me sound like I'm on Valium. Like they're deliberately yeah. sabotaging. Now they're making me sound stupid on promos deliberately. Every station yeah, I'm at, this worse. happens. Remember, like at the score in the old days, they wouldn't put my they picks up deliberately. <laughs> yeah, that used to really piss you off. Well, Let's play a game, Gabe. You know what? I, I shouldn't have mocked him live on the air as much as I did. No, no, no. He's your buddy, though. I love you. No, I'm not mocking Yang. I'm talking about the score. Yeah, well, that's a good point. What do you got for us, anyway. Cam? We got to get the Babana. Okay, here's, you got a horse pick? Yeah, we'll get the Babana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, here, yeah, I'm going to give you a horse pick. But listen to this. So one of the races with a with a co-favorite and a 33 to 1, the Superfecta paid 25000 Just give me two numbers between 1 and 14. I'm going to play this like the lotto. I'm just going to put a dollar Superfecta in for 20 bucks, and hopefully we can win 30 grand. Like, I'm just trying, like, honestly, we might as well just throw darts right now because you, it's impossible. It's a 14-horse race coming up, so... I'm thinking the, two uh, the two and the ten. Two numbers. The two, two and the ten. ten. I'm gonna I'm gonna go fourteen and four. Done. Two ten four fourteen. See if I could do. If, hopefully on my book they'll let me do a twenty cent try because I don't want to pay like pay like thirty bucks okay, for it. But anyway, I'm putting this thing in. And I got to open a sports yeah, book and start betting on this yeah. crap. Trust All right, um, man. I got to tell you, this place is hopping today on Friday. I don't know what's going on here. All right, so uh, yeah, Babano well, joins Friday, us. People, People get liquored up, right? You're it's Friday in the fashion spot. district in, uh, in Studio 34. Listen, no, there's always there's always hot chicks here, but there's actually there there's more than usual tonight, and it's like they've got a bunch of new waitresses here or something too. Like normally, I normally I don't. Corey gets distracted by everything that walks by. Yeah, I don't. I'm sort of you know I'll sort of notice the special ones, but there's yeah, a lot of special, special ones so far. I'm looking yes. up. I'm like, oh, that's ooh. the best. The special ones. That's <laughs> good. The special ones. The funny thing oh, is, I, this I'm morning lonely. we heard Monique Alexander, the porn star, was eating breakfast right outside the window in our studio here. Nice. I basically like ran up the stairs. We tried to get her. Like we we hunted her down the building because yeah, the big Triple uh, X convention is here. That's why Taylor Stevens is here. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. I just nice. there was just like twelve Hooters girls. Like the the Hooters calendar girls were doing a thing here in the lobby. So uh, yeah, there's all kinds Amazing. of chicks here. Let's go to uh, let's go to uh, Babano right now. What's up, Babano? Yeah, yeah. What's up? Uh, yeah, Breeders' Cup weekend at Churchill Downs, and I think I've got a couple of picks that were sent to me, and I'm still waiting for my first winner. So it's not gone good with that so far either for me. It's imp- you know what the thing about this race is? It's it's impossible because they're the best of the best in the world, right? So you can know a couple horses. Like I play horses at Aqueduct, Santa Anita, and all around. But there's a lot of these British horses. You know, you don't get to see them on a regular basis, so it's hard. It's hard to cap. Like that's why they're paying out twenty five thousand dollars supers. Like I get it. You can win a race and stuff, but hitting the exotics is almost impossible. Possible. That's why the tote boards are so big. Yep. All right, Babano. So uh, college football uh, tonight. Babano. Uh, we got uh, Virginia, uh, Virginia, and uh, Pittsburgh uh, on on the board here. The side. The Virginia Cavaliers actually seven and one against the spread. So they they've been a great spread team uh, this year. You know, we were talking about Pittsburgh and their erraticness. Pittsburgh can be very good, but Pittsburgh can also be you know kind of average. 
I'm hoping uh, that they're going to be pretty good uh, tonight, and I think they will be pretty good tonight. I'm taking the Pittsburgh Panthers plus the points, and I'm on the over of this game. Yeah, there's some rain expected in Virginia, but again, wind is more uh, going to impact totals than rain uh, and precipitation. I kind of leaned to Pitt as well. I got a small play on them, too. Uh, they did go to Notre Dame and battle the Fighting Irish down to the wire. Virginia in this price range can be a little tricky. They've had a great season. Bryce Perkins, the quarterback, has been great. The defense has been great. I think they're 7-1 ATS. They've been a ticket casher all season long. But Pitt's one of those teams that's been decent at times in the underdog role. Uh, they've gotten the job done catching points, and I think we get a close game tonight. I took a little pit as well. What do you think, Babano? Gabe and I are pretty high on uh, Arizona tonight. Great performance against Oregon at home. They really uh, blew the ducks out of the water there, and Colorado's kind of coming down to earth. Seems like a, a doable number, only laying two and a half. If you don't want to do that, minus 140 on the money line. What do you think about the Wildcats tonight? Yeah, they're starting to show signs of life, Cam, uh, at Arizona. No question. Good uh, Khalil Tate finally had a really good game last week. Colorado's starting to go in the other direction. They had a really good start to the season, although I think a lot of that was schedule-related. They didn't play. They played pretty much the sisters of the poor early on in the season, and they feasted on that. Uh, now you're stepping up in class a little bit the last few weeks, and it's been a bumpier road. Lost to Washington, lost to USC. Last week, though, inexplicable against Oregon State, uh, the way that program's performed to just blow that lead the way they did. So Colorado's sort of on the downward tick, and I'll tell you right now, LaVisca Chano, uh, we'll have to see if he plays because he's the one big playmaker they have. They've been a different offense without him. It hasn't been the same. Uh, yeah, I, I don't fault anyone taking Arizona. I still don't trust them in this kind of role, but uh, Colorado's not a team I'm anxious to bet on right now. We talked about Colorado. I got to stop turning the mic off. Actually, I got to reach over all the time yeah. to turn it back on. Um, that's why there's a little delay there. So, uh, yeah, no, uh, yeah, Colorado started off the season five and zero. Oh. You know, they were, they were playing good football. They were at home. The schedule really wasn't all that difficult. But listen, you know, we cashed some of those tickets. I know it was against Arizona State and some of these games, but you know, reality starts to catch up to them. And you know, Arizona need this game for a bowl game. And they're coming off the nice win last week. They get Tate back, coming off a nice win against the Ducks. I, I'm, I'm, I'm buying into Arizona here. I just don't trust Colorado on the road. Colorado are not a good road team. And Arizona are a good home team. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those teams. And again, when you talk about a long college football season, you're going to see this all the time. You're going to see teams that really were horrible early on, that were losing uh, against the spread, that were, you know, were just not cut, cut cashing tickets not covering numbers early on, had tons of issues. You're going to see some of those teams morph once we get into November and just start to turn it on, be undervalued because of a bad start. Maybe that's Arizona. We'll get a better indication of that after tonight. Do you think this uh, Middle Tennessee, uh, Western Kentucky line's a little bit big? It almost feels like they want you to take Western Kentucky because I get it, like Middle Tennessee – sure, you're you're a little bit better. Western Kentucky, I know their program's fallen, but man, to lay 14 – with the Blue Raiders, no thanks. This is an interesting game because uh, Western Kentucky's done very well head-to-head against Middle Tennessee, but this has been a disaster uh, of a season for the Hilltoppers. I mean, Mike Stanford's got to be on thin ice uh, at this point. Uh, they've had one tough loss after another. They've still just got the one win. They're not going to go bowling now. This is a rivalry, though. Uh, if there's one game that might get them fired up, it's this. But I know MTSU, for the first time in a long time, feels like they're the much better of these two teams, and they might want to 
run it up if they get out to a big lead. Kind of like the over in this game, 52-52 and a half. You're going to see MTSU's defensive numbers the last three weeks, giving up 24 points or less to their last three opponents. But then you look at the yardage. They've given up 430 total yards per game in those last three games. That just doesn't compute with 24 points or less. So I went into it and looked further. A lot of turnovers, self-inflicted wounds, mistakes, miscues by the opponents in those MTSU games make those point totals maybe not look as impressive as they are. They gave up yards, just didn't show up in the on the scoreboard uh, in terms of points. So I don't think this defense for MTSU is quite as good as people think. Davis Shanley, I think, can move the ball a bit for Western Kentucky quarterback. And I think Stockstill on the MTSU offense, they'll have a field day with Western Kentucky. Their defense has been miserable. It's fallen off a cliff the last three weeks. They've given up 35 or more points in three straight games, this Western Kentucky defense. So over the total is the way I'd probably like to go in this game. Uh, you know, guys, um, let's talk about a game that you know no one's really going to talk about. Um, but you know, I want to talk about the number here, and that's uh, Army and Air Force uh, tomorrow. Yes. And, you know, unbelievable. I see what the total's down to 42 right now. Um, you know, whenever military yep. academy teams play, you can just sort of blindly bet the under, except this is so freaking low uh, right now. And I'm looking at Army scores, guys. An Army football game hasn't had less than 48 points scored um, in, in a game this year. And you got this total as low as it is. But when military academies play each other, when Army plays Navy or Navy plays uh, Air Force, et cetera, when the three of them... You know, the three military academies play each other. Um, it's 24 and 6 to the under with a couple of pushes. You know, all the running, the clock just keeps ticking, right? Yeah, but the, exactly. The, the, the number's so low here, Babano. A lot of movement. I think it was like 48 or something earlier in the week. It's because, yeah, you're going to have two teams that are in no hurry. It's two defenses that know what they're going to get from the other team. Uh, that's what you get when it's Air Force versus Army. I remember Air Force. They've already played one game this year against uh, a service academy. They played Navy, shut them down completely uh, in that game, Air Force. Their run defense has been great. The run defense has been the strength of the Falcons team on that side of the football all season long. Uh, And I think that's what's going to give them a chance to win this game. Last year, uh, Army, and I was on Army, plus the points against Air Force last year when these two teams played. But that was a different Air Force team, Gabe. Uh, they were at the end of the season. They had a lot of injuries. Didn't really have a great season. Shoes on the other foot now. I like the way Army's playing. Uh, they're a really tough team to go against right now. Air Force has been great catching points this year in the underdog role. They've been phenomenal underdog for a very long time now. Uh, they haven't lost a game by more than ten points this season. Get the feeling this game comes down to the wire. I'd take the points. All right. Before we get to uh, some NFL football, we only got a couple of minutes left. Uh, more with Babano here. Before we get to NFL football. Uh, any other college games we didn't bring up that you liked that you talked about uh, this week anywhere? Yeah, I'm going to uh, actually go ahead and take Duke now that is plus 10 against Miami. Uh, Miami Hurricanes, I don't like the way this team's going. Uh, it's two back-to-back losses for them now. Uh, the defense has really declined. They couldn't stop A.J. Dillon in the run game for Boston College last week. That's a concern. If they're not forcing turnovers, and if they're not breaking out that turnover chain like they did so many times last season, they're not the same defense. And Mark Rick can't make up his mind between the two quarterbacks because he can't trust either one, Perry or Rozier. He's going back and forth between both of them. Duke's been great in the underdog role. I know Duke, the defensively, I think it got away from them last week against Pitt. Cutcliffe was livid, said we got to be better at open field tackling. We just got to do a better job wrapping up on defense. I think you get a concerted effort here from Duke, and Duke's been great in this role. Road underdogs catching a bunch of points, 3-0 and straight up, 3-0 and against the spread as road dogs. Won all of those games outright at Northwestern, at Baylor, and at Georgia Tech. 
uh, just a few weeks ago. I think they hang with Miami. I think it's too many points. I don't like the the mental mi- mindset right now with Miami. The season's slipping away from them a little bit, considering all the expectations. I think Duke could be live there. All right, let's get into the NFL. What game you want to start with, Cam? That's a good one, Marenzi. Let's uh, start it off with, uh, let's play, yeah, we'll go with uh, Babano. What about the Bears and Bills? Um, Gabe, I'm very close to taking Buffalo. I know it's Nate Peterman and stuff, but I just have a feeling with Trubisky and this Bears offense on the road that can be they should be ten points. I understand their anybody. defense. That's what I'm Even saying. And I think a lot of people will take. I think a lot of people will take the Bears because of you know the Bills. But let's look. Look what the Bills did. Their red zone defense against the Patriots was fantastic. If it wasn't for Anderson and the pick six, they cover there. They were in that game against New England. I'll tell you one thing, man. I'll tell you, uh, Babano, it's 10 points, and I know Buffalo's offense could be horrible, but that's a hell of a lot of points, and Trubisky's still a young guy. Eileen Bills in this game. Yeah, it's too many points for me to trust Chicago to lay. I don't know if I want Buffalo, though, because they dug in so hard on defense against New England. They held, they held, and they held, and they held for as long as they could, and then the, the, finally the dam burst in the uh, fourth quarter uh, against Brady and company. I don't know if that defense is going to be all up to par this week. I could see them, you know, that, they gutted it out on Monday night against Brady and company. I could see them falling back a little bit, maybe looking more like the defense that got shredded by Luck and company and the Colts a couple weeks ago. I think they'll give up a few more points uh, this week, Buffalo's defense, but I think Peterman can at least do something a little bit. At least he can throw the ball a little bit uh, better, stronger, I guess, than Anderson at this point. Anderson, I thought, would be better than he's been. He hasn't been. Uh, Peterman can always throw a pick six, too, and give you points the other way. So I'm staying away the side, but I'm going to take a chance on this game going over the total. It's very low, and you can get over 37, 38 totals by accident these days. What do you think, Babano, of that uh, Redskin uh, game against uh, Atlanta? I like Atlanta here. Uh, I do. I mean, off the bye, I know it's been a tough season. They've been uh, absolutely dismantled on defense by injuries, uh, and it's been an issue for them all season long. But from what I've heard, they're going to get maybe a couple of guys back following the bye. And for Washington, this has been a really good run. They got two of their their alignment are out. Levitri's out and uh, the other guy's out. What's his name? Frusco. Rusco. Yeah, Levitri's been out for a very long time. Fusco, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Fusco. He's two, been out. Two, two of the starters are out here. Yeah, it, it's it's definitely a, a concern, but I like the spot here. And for Washington, you look at it, too. I know Carolina, good win. They hung on. Dallas, good win. Division rival. I saw a regression from Washington last week, even though they beat the Giants. They, they, they were. I thought the Washington was terrible in the game. The only reason they won it is because the New York Giants are that inept right now as a football organization, top to bottom. Uh, if they play anyone but the G-men, they might not have won that football game last week, Washington. I just think Atlanta's, you know, Matt Ryan, they've been there, they're a veteran group, Ridley and Jones down the field. They're going to make plays, I think, against Washington. I know Washington's taken steps to upgrade the secondary uh, with uh, Clinton Dix coming over, but that might take some time to get everybody cohesive there. I'm going to take my chances on Atlanta, that they haven't thrown in the towel, that they think they can go on a run post-bye week, and I think Washington's due for a loss, so give me Atlanta here. Okay, Babano, here's uh, Gabe. I'm doing it again. I don't know. I'm on tilt, and then when you when you actually want Cleveland to help you out, maybe I got more problems than I think I have, but I think this is the spot for Cleveland. Kansas City is laying nine, nine and a half against <laughs> Cleveland, Babano. Getting a big home. I love certain rest of your chuckling. Yeah, I'll tell you, I'm, I think Cleveland, this is this is the week the Browns actually show up and with that with the defense and just hold Kansas City in check. It's going to be very different. Hey, if Tyreek Hill's not there, that changes their whole offense, and Cleveland can have some schemes to kind of slow these guys down. What do you think, Babano? Nine, that's a lot of points. 
Do you lay Cleveland Brown, or uh, what do you think? Yeah, in theory, these are the spots I like to back teams in when they fire the coach, or in this case, they fire the uh, head coach and the offensive coordinator, and you want to come back because you think the team will just come out with a good effort. Uh, That's very uh, possible. Uh, But Kansas City, okay, they finally... I didn't cover a number last week against Denver. First time this season. I still needed a late field goal to get inside that number. Uh, it's still a very tough team right now, Kansas City, for me to bet against uh, in this spot. Uh, the, the Cleveland premise makes some sense here. I mean, maybe they cl- cl- cleared the air, cleared the deadwood out now that they uh, got rid of Haley and uh, Jackson. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, but, you know, Kansas City is just not a team I'm in love with betting against. Over the totals, the way I'd probably go, I do think May- Mayfield and company, they'll be allowed to open things up. KC defense still a little leaky. Denver moved the ball real well against them last week. I'm more in love with the total and the side in this game. I'd probably play it over. Ian Cameron, a.k.a. Bob Banner. You can find him uh, uh, online at Twitter. At Balbano, or of course, uh, his website and his packages and all of his uh, best bet selections available over at rightwager.com. That's rightwager.com. I don't know about this song, Yang. It's at rightwager.com. Gas it. No more U2. Thanks, Balbano. Yeah, exactly. Me better than U2. I agree with that. Take care, guys. Have a good weekend. Good luck. Because Yang takes it personally. He's like, damn. Damn. No, he's a good guy. I just thought, I'm making the call like you did. Get it out of here. Get it out of here. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. There are commercial breaks like 10 seconds now? What just happened? I don't know. Yeah, I was just going to the fridge to, to grab a Pepsi. Got better get back. Gabe, you got me thinking. Uh, I'm just staring at that Fanta bottle. It's going to be nice at 7 o'clock. What are, what are, our breaks are like, we're going to have a talk about this after. That's actually crazy. You're right, because I'm looking at the clock. It's Dude, at 521. I so looked over yeah, for a yeah, second, right. and we're already back. <laughs> Terrestrial radio, Gabe, when I used to do those hits with Oakley, he literally like used to go to the bathroom, like change. For his big events, like you know what I mean. Oh, I'm going to Roy Thompson Hall tonight. He come back in a suit, <laughs> nine minute breaks. Like the Sunday, the Sunday shows are six hours, <laughs> commercial free. <laughs> what's, what's, commercial yeah, free, bro. Joe Galina, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I trust me. I, I'm with you, buddy. Yeah, Just yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you get. Commercial free. Corey Parsons oh, in the chat board. right now. That uh, our, um, really good. Oh, I got news for you, Gabe. Bill Parcells owns a horse in this race. Bill Parcells. What's the name of the horse? Crazy. Yeah, I got to figure out which one it is. It just said Bill Parcells. Big Blue? For his first victory. Uh, yeah, Big Blue, yeah. I don't think there's I like to tell Parcells, you are what your horse's record says you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. No wins, Bill. You better get a win. The fact that he's got a horse in a Breeders' Cup, though, is pretty impressive, don't you think? Yeah, it doesn't he's surprise like me that Bill Parcells, um, he's, he's in the horses. You see Bill Parcells' face a lot around town. He's on billboards. Him and Phil yeah, Sims. 
Bill Sims. Yeah. yeah, he's a yeah, like gi- Phil Sims, like does a lot, like local, like there's billboards. You know, I got a bad back. I'm Phil Sims. I go to that. You know, doctor. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like what Jim Kelly does with Buffalo. Hi, everybody. I love yeah. Jim Kelly for the community of Buffalo. Yeah, it's uh, he does a million commercials. Yeah, Boomer Science and uh, Boomer does some stuff too. Yeah, you got you got your Boomer billboards, your Phil Sims billboards, and um, your uh, your Bill, Bill Parcells. Parcells billboards. All right, uh, so the Raging Redhead, uh, Cam Stewart, uh, with us. Yes, I am uh, I am Marenzi. We'll get into uh, some football picks, talking about this college stuff. I sent you an email, so you can check the, the email. Uh, our, uh, hey, buddy, I'm quicker than the guys at, the, at your sports book that you go to. They're in. I'm not, I'm not overly in love with the NBA card tonight, so I figured, you know what? Screw it. Let's just go college football here. I'll play a little NBA play as well. What, but. Play, what, play what feels right, right? You know what I mean? Like, it's uh, basically comes down to it. I'm on the grind. Like it's uh, now, now it's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It's time like to make hay while the sun shines, man. Like I actually got a first winner in a long time. I had the Florida Panthers today, and uh, the only reason I bet it is I uh, made a note to myself. I go bet the Panthers if they lose the first game in Finland. They won today four to two, so that, I should have gone harder on it. But uh, no worry, Marenzi. College football tomorrow. A couple games that you like. Let's let's have a good night tonight. Smash it and build up those accounts. Yeah, well, you know what? We've only we're playing three games. We like the Pittsburgh Panthers, plus the points. Uh, we like the over in uh, in that football game, and um, we like Arizona to win this game tonight against uh, against Colorado. Yeah, like, so in the I, NBA, like, I like those picks. NBA tonight. I've been doing well in the NBA. Look, last night we were two and zero in the NBA. Um, yeah, t- at Sacramento. Game. Nothing really jumps off the screen at me right now, though. Like uh, L.A. Clippers and Orlando Magic. The Clippers are minus three on the road. Magic or plus three totals two nineteen and a half, kind of kind of lean with the Orlando Magic, but not enough to want to bet it. Yeah, I'm not gonna. You reach a point where you just don't want to force plays, and I'm with you. I think the college board is a lot better tonight. I think Arizona at uh, minus two and a half or minus one forty in the money line is a really good spot there for a team that could beat that beat Oregon. They should be able to handle Colorado, and I'm with you. Like great night last night, but I don't really feel anything in the NBA too. Yeah, I, I believe to the Orlando Magic at plus three two. Gabe as a home dog against the Clip Joint. But uh, other looking at the other games, I don't want to lay ten and a half with Toronto on the road, despite them probably being there. That's going to be these are very very difficult games. They probably very tough games. They come probably on. tattoo uh, the Phoenix Suns. So the come Raptors on, are on. ten and a half point uh, favorites. Houston Rockets are four. The Rockets are really struggling right now. Rockets are really go, really go, struggling. Go. Oh come on, catch them! Ah no! Yeah, I won a race. <laughs> Thank you. Finally, Gabe. He's only seven to two, but I'll take it. Seven to two. Are oh, you hit? Man. You hit it. Yeah, I need. Oh, this what a horrible trip too. This jockey was all over the place. He's not coming in on a diagonal, like whatever. He just caught him at the wire. Whoo, man, that was a nice horse. Irish <laughs> horse. They, you know what? Those European horses love turf. No, you're right. Euros on turf. No, no, you're right. You're, they're, they're, they're used My, to it. Line of line of duty number five from Ireland, man. Yeah, Great but I horse. never, you never bet, you never take those horses, those uh, like the Saudi Arabian Not horses, the French horses, the Irish horses. They they don't do good on dirt though. They like that grass. Yeah, they prefer the grass, and uh, and I also look at certain turf racing. On uh, grass Asian too. horses are like yeah. that too. Yeah, yeah, uh, and that jockey Julian Leperu. I always I always look at him more on uh, grass than uh, dirt. You know what they used to and have? That's the thing. You, you know what they used to have with the simulcasting, the old OTBs in Montreal in the old days. Montreal's pretty big race uh, t- track, uh, you know, race race um, history. You know, was big, not as much anymore. But they used to have OTBs everywhere. You know, bars are open till three in the morning in Montreal. 
So the OTB was a bar. So the OTB was open till three in the morning. And open till three in the morning in Montreal means you get kicked out at like three thirty. You know what I mean? <laughs> so oh, yeah. It's basically I late <laughs> I night. Love Montreal. Yeah, it's basically late night. And the OTB, since it's the government, they can do whatever the hell they wanted. So they would just stay open. So you'd have to, you know, you'd have to order your booze at last call type thing, but it's Montreal, right? Like they don't you can order twenty drinks and they're not gonna say no. So basically it went to like five AM cam it was Friday nights and it was from Hong Kong. So it was Hong Kong racing, and uh, pretty crazy. I don't know if you've ever seen this stuff, but uh, they sprint. So there's no turns. It's like they, they oh, yeah, just yeah, go yeah. straight, yeah. man. <laughs> I know, no. There's so a, in Hong I, Kong, they have these... different formats. So they'll sort of have, all right, oh, there's I a couple of races where we're just going straight. It's all on grass and stuff. It's not on dirt, yep. but there was one dude. It was, it was basically like a bunch of horses, man. They just go straight to the finish line. Yeah, they do that stuff here, too. And the worst is... You, when you walk in, when you walk into the OTB, I just assume it's going to be a race, like you know, a mile, a mile and an eighth, whatever, right? I remember once I like smashed the race, and I didn't even look. I'm sitting there cracking jokes with the guy. It was a sprint race. It was like, a, like you know, like 500 meters. It's over. I'm like, oh my god, like what are you telling me? And like that's the thing. Like, Imagine how bad our horse would have been program. in sprint races. Oh, our horse. Like, our like, horse's <laughs> best thing was he was good around corners. Like that was his thing. Yeah, like, he, our horse would always gain like, ground yeah. around corners, and we'd be like, holy shit, he's you're doing right. good. And then in the straight, he'd just fade off the time. Know what he did? He was, you're right. He was a great slingshot horse. Like, he always made a move on the turn. He looked really good and comfortable yeah. coming around the turns, and that's important, you right? You know, all you need so, to yeah, know no. about our trainer is once we went to a track and we were running faster, and I said, hey, he's doing good at this track. He goes, yeah, that's because he's really good at turns. And he goes, there's more turns at this track. So I'm yeah. thinking to myself after, I'm like, then why the hell haven't we be effing racing him at this track if you know he's good at turns? Like, that's my point. Like, th- there's this track could have been North, North more North. mismanaged. The other day I went I by on the train, and I looked up. I was at the airport, and I passed Woodbine Racetrack. And I saw the stadium, yeah. and I just got this angry feeling, like I always do when I see racetracks now. And I go to Meadowlands all the time. But I looked up, and I started to think, why was our horse racing there? We knew he can't a broken foot. Like, what kind of logic was it that week that we finished in last place at Erie, where to have wherever we were, and then the next week we're racing at Woodbine? Cam, this stuff crushes horses' confidence. They're like people. Conflict Diamond went from winning at these places to Georgian to running against these twenty-two thousand dollar horses at Woodbine. We got crushed. He was never the same since. I'm going to tell you something, Gabe. And another story, Cam, and another thing is, I think we got played and ripped off. I think the jockeys held our horse back because we were so favored all the time, and it was a big joke in the barn. Everyone was making money, and the whole thing was corrupt. I honestly believe that. Of course it was. We were were Our horse wasn't that bad, Cam. They were holding him back. I'll tell you another thing. I haven't won this race yet. The only jockey that ever came through with us was the Travis Cullen kid who was giving coke to, uh, to his horses. Yeah, and then he got suspended. I'll tell you another thing, too. I talked to some guys up north, too, and a lot of the guys went to Woodbine. We had this exact same conversation. And, uh, yeah, they, they basically confirmed that thing that the, these guys can do things like that. And another thing was the whole bottom line was our trainer wasn't our trainer 100% of the time. He had side gigs going on. So we while we were doing radio shows and stuff, this guy's frolicking around training this horse and this horse. Like, that was our investment. We didn't have a whole barn. So what are we going to do? So there's 24 hours in a day, and this guy's dicking around with this horse and this horse and this horse. Basically, we paid money to a guy who did one quarter of a job. Yeah, well, 
we got screwed. That's that. That's the problem too. We didn't get properly trained. He got worse and worse and worse. Anyway, the horse. You you bring up a great point there. Everyone knew who we were. Oh, it's those guys who used to be at the score and that. Yeah, and all of our all of our friends were betting our horses down. That's why I wanted to tell them, please don't do this because it's actually going to hurt us in the end. Well, if I ever own a you know racehorse I mean? again, I'm not telling people. That's a great. That's kind of what our, where I was going to. I, I'll go under like a buddy's name, and I know I'm not going to say we own anything because the minute people, if, if people start to bet it, we get bad numbers and bad things happen. Now, we basically got fleeced. I, I briefly, really I briefly, right I briefly got suckered in at the Meadowlands a couple of weeks ago. Saw a thing. Of, they were like, "Do you want to buy a horse?" It's claimer night. I was like, I was thinking yeah. that'd be pretty cool. to Have a horse in the Meadowlands. I was like, "What are you thinking, dude? You've already been oh, through yeah. this." If you buy a horse again, I'm not talking to you. Like, it's just, that's not, don't do it. I love the animal, but Gabe, the, just the, the maintenance, the training. Like, we're not rich. Horses are for rich people. No, no, I can't that's afford the a problem. Horse. No, I can't. Especially a New York horse. Poor. Right, oh, yeah, New York. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good point. The New York rents. You know what the New York stable those, rents are like? It's crazy. Yeah, the, the, those barn fees are expensive. Uh, Sounds expensive. We're, where are we going? We're going to Houston. Houston, Yang. Oh, we got a call. Yeah, I think we're Houston. going to Houston. I like Houston. Jeremiah. Hello. Hello. What's hey, up, Jeremiah? Hey, how y'all doing, man? I love the show. Uh, I just had a quick question for y'all guys. Uh, so I got Matt Ryan going against uh, Redskins defense, which uh, obviously is good, but. Also, I have Deshaun Watson going against Denver's with their front seven's pretty good, but I know the secondary's kind of spotty. But I also got Julio Jones, so I'm thinking, who should I? Who do I think I should start in this situation? So I'll what, give you, you Gabe. I'll go. I'll go. I, th- I still. I think Deshaun J- Jackson, uh, Deshaun Watson. Even though it's in Denver, the thing I like about right. him, he'll get you some fantasy points with his feet, kind of like what Mitch Trubisky is doing with the Bears. He's like, getting sneaky fantasy points with his legs, like rushing for 56 yards and stuff. But I, I-, I lean Johnson over Ryan Gabe. It's very, very tough. Where do you? Th- where would you go with that? Um, you know what? It is um, Deshaun it's Watson very, is very difficult. You would figure that Matt Ryan would sort of be to play there, but I'll tell you what, we're going to let you in know. on a secret here, Jeremiah. I'm going to the Daily Roto Optimizer right now and projections. Yeah, see the optimizer. And they got Deshaun yeah, right. Watson graded slightly yeah. ahead, uh, a couple of points ahead of, uh, of right. Matt Ryan. And Deshaun Watson's just such a one-man fantasy machine, you know, between him you know and Hopkins. Kind of is, uh, you know he's got the lung problem. I know if his lungs all the way back, you know the plane. I know, but he's been playing great anyways. It's crazy. Imagine yeah, him having right. a lung. Well, my thing is the Washington defense is better than people realize. Man, that secondary is great. Slurger's playing good ball. You got Dunbar's healthy again. He's going to be back. You got Clinton Dix. You got Josh Norman. You got Atlanta playing outside on the East Coast in the grass. Yeah, it's it's a tough call, dude. Like I said, you not you you're not making a bad decision either way. The computers are only saying there's a point difference between the two of them, and then you're talking Thanks about you're talking about Julio Jones. Thanks for the call. We'll uh, we'll answer on the other Thanks, six. Man. Yeah, getting noisy here. So, and Julio Jones, no brainer. Yeah, Julio Jones, Julio Jones. Did he say Julio Jones, and he had Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I, I think about that's Deshaun what he Jackson. Said. Yeah, yeah. Julio Jones. Uh, actually, yes. He's Not forget Julio he's Jones, in a good but- spot, but. Deshaun no, Jackson yeah, is projected to put up 12 fantasy points this week. Julio Jones projected to put up 21. Julio Jones, the third highest ranked uh, wide receiver this week after Adam Thielen and Tyreek Hill. Hmm. Thielen's amazing. He's guaranteed 100. I got a Thielen. Hooked on a Thielen. Oh, it's just one, one, uh, one, one after another out here tonight. Can you? Can't even win a damn race, man. Like, uh, yeah, okay, you won good. Like, it's that's, a, that's listen, the thing. That's like, the thing. 
give me a heart attack on an inquiry too. Like I actually hit, hit something that I need, and they're dicking what? Me now there's an inquiry in the race. Yeah, he, they, they, it was the other. The, he, my my horse went wide, and he kind of bumped another guy, but it didn't do anything, so they let it slide. You might actually snap, fully snap, if like this. You said you've had bad luck all week. If they take this away from you, you just got to win. Yeah, they're gonna I take will. it away. Yeah, I actually will snap. But I think I think they're giving. Oh no, they're still talking. This is ridiculous. This is absolutely stupid. But anyway. Uh, horse, yeah, you know, people, I owned a horse. I used to hang out when I was like an alcoholic in my earlier days. And uh, I wasn't on, I didn't have a radio or TV show or anything. I was a degenerate. I was in a metal band, but during the days, man, I used to just basically drink. And I went to the OTB like every day, right? Yeah, why, why not? You need afternoon action. Yeah, right? exactly. It was afternoon <laughs> action. I'd have some beers with the old guys. And, you know, so I was pretty good in certain tracks. Like Gulfstream was my favorite track at the time. I like Gulfstream, too. Yeah, out of Florida. And um, so I, I go to the OTB a lot. But that was just then. And I wasn't like a, I was more into the drinking part. You know, sort of, I didn't want to sit in a bar like a loser. So, and I like sports and gambling. So I was like, oh, I'll go to the OTB. And I sort of have some beers and. I bet some ponies. You know, I wouldn't go crazy, but it's the same with, like, video poker. You know, I'm already a degenerate gambler with addictive personality. I don't need to be worried about, like, oh, my God, what's going off at the third uh, over at Belmont today? What's going on over at Erie? Yet, you know, we got into it as an owner, and we owned a racehorse. And uh, it's it was a disaster. Like, uh, I think, I don't know. Man. I don't you know even... Bottom line is, let's just call it out for what it is. We got played. We got played. Yeah, but everybody, everybody gets played in the horse simple, industry. Yeah, that's all, except for the really, really rich people. Yeah, but yeah, most dude, people get played. We had Mark Lawrence on, and Brigmer's in the chat saying lots of conflicts in the diamond camp. Yeah, yeah, you say. Um, yeah, thanks. We had, um, we were talking to Mark Lawrence about this a couple of weeks ago. Mark yeah. actually uh, said that his horse once won a race, and he was all happy. And um, Mark owned like seven horses and stuff. At Gulfstream, and you know, part of ownership. So he's telling a story about how he owned this horse, and it won. He was all happy. After the race was over, Cam, the horse jumped the rail and ran onto the street and took off. The horse escaped. Yes, the horse the track left went, the track. The, the horse road. left the track. Hit by a car. They chased him. He... The horse ran away. Obviously, they found him in like a someone's backyard, like an hour later. Yeah, the horse and the, the horse was so spooked, like they couldn't run him again. Like, I don't know. I think he he brought up another thing. Basically, he lost everything. Jamie Heath was on hold. It was we were off the air. We was we were, we were waiting for something. Jamie Heath talked about how he lost like a hundred thousand dollars in the horse racing industry owning horses, and he got played. And I don't know. Oh, that was it. Mark Lawrence had a horse, and only like I only people that own horses can understand this stuff, but. Mark Lawrence owned a horse, and the horse had some, like, heart condition that they just discovered. You know what I mean? They didn't know we had it type thing. It's like they always say that. It was like our horse. They never told us this before. It's like he broke his foot. He cracked his hoof in half. And that's when I find out for the first time, oh, yeah, he's had this problem in the past. And then, I don't know if you remember, Cam, when he came back, they were like, oh, his heart is a little off. And then they're like, bud, he's had that his entire life. Yeah. It's like, I didn't know he had a regular heartbeat his entire life either. You know? like, yeah, and remember, remember what happened when you said it too? When you when we came to work that day, we had a we had a rival horse, Red Bugler, and his heart blew up. 
Yeah, yeah there was a, another horse. Horse. Yeah, yeah, Red Bugler. Yeah. So there was another horse, guys, Red Bugler, and we were running against them every week, okay? And um, horse. our horse was seven years old, Conflict Diamond. Red Bugler was like 10. And people were like, yeah, he's 10 years old, but he's a dangerous horse. And I got to tell you, he was a great horse. Rest in I peace. Like, like Red Bugler, this guy would come from the bird. behind. Like, this horse ran hard. He wanted to win. But the thing is, after every race, in the barn and stuff, he'd be like, <sighs> like, and big horses. So you'd see his heart was like, doom, 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 doom. And it's like, man, you guys are working this. And every week, you'd hear them say the same thing. Yeah, we're gonna, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna, um, we're gonna give Red Bugler a week off next week. They never did. Red Bugler died. Red Bugler died. I don't know. We, I, I don't know. I think I lost about thirteen thousand dollars, maybe more. I don't want to think about it. Yeah, I say for me about five or six, but you lost the most, and I'm still pissed off about it. I could usually use that money. This is why I'm hot. That sucked. Yeah, we got fleas. This is why I'm not. Don't own a horse. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fancy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. The Fancy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fancy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fancy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. I, I don't even. I just. We're just gonna hurt Yang's feelings now if we call out the Def Leppard selection. Game time decisions. Red Heat and Rage Radio. I don't mind Def Leppard actually. It's a flapper. I got no problem. No, this, is, this is good I'm sports not, talk radio music. No, yeah, I'm gonna let Yang do his thing because uh, you know he, he's a good guy, and uh, I don't think it's. I don't want to crush him anymore. I, I, we we love him, Gabe. He's part of the family. You know, we need we need more love. <laughs> like this week's been hard enough. So you know. Anyway, where is the love? Enough. Yeah, where where is the love? Where is the love? Um, yeah. So looking at the NBA optimizer right now, uh, we just ran one. Uh, we see my boy Evan Fournier is part of them. The, the computer just loves Evan Fournier every night, but I'm not. I can't all the time. Them. I can't go. I can't go down that route. You know, the other night, uh, Clay Thompson went off, and then the game after that, Steph Curry did. It's almost Kevin Durant's turn. Um, I'm thinking about um, Kawhi Leonard this evening against uh, against Phoenix. I could see Kawhi Leonard putting some uh, some big numbers up. Rick, we're going to get to the DFS stuff in the 6 o'clock hour, but we'll tell you, Ricky Rubio. Ricky Rubio is the must-play here this yeah. evening. Yeah, I like Ricky Rubio. You got yeah, Ricky Rubio, $5,700. Uh, Donovan Mitchell is out, so Ricky Rubio becomes that go-to guy here this evening. I believe we got Tom in New York. Got a survivor question. And it's oh, a, wow. thank you for reminding me because I got a survivor too. And you know, I'll be honest, guys. It was a secondary survivor pool because we, we, our, our survivor league got ended. 
after three weeks. So we have a second one going right now. And I'm still alive in the second one. What's going on, Tom, in New York? Gabe, my man, what's going on, my dude? How you doing? Good stuff, Tom. Always a pleasure, my man. How you doing today? Oh, doing great, man. So, Gabe, listen, I'm still in my pool. Um, I, right now, you know, looking at the Survivor pools, looking like Carolina Panthers couldn't be my best pick. I I know Fitzpatrick is I don't know if he's starting but he scares me a little bit. What do you think if I take the Panthers? Do you think that's a good do you think that's the way to roll? Yeah, you know, this game is going to be a little bit of a heart attack. It it is and you know, Cam, you know this. I think Carolina is going to win the game, but Tampa Bay could yeah. cover the number. What are your options right now? Like what are what are the other teams you still have alive you could take besides Carolina? Uh let's see. Uh I had the team that I did take. Cuz I've got Carolina too. I can take Carolina. I haven't taken them yet. So we got the Chiefs yeah, and the I, Browns. Have you already, the Bears? I, you've already used the Chiefs, I took right? The Chiefs and I took the Bears actually last week. Okay. Jets. So okay, I'm looking at NFL.com right I now. I got one. Minnesota. I took Minnesota already. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Things are changing. Okay. So Carolina, uh, yes. Carolina. Atlanta Washington game. I don't have anybody from that uh, from that team. That's Obviously, a tough one. Jets and Miami. The rest of them are tough, dude. The rest of them are really hard for survivor purposes. What about the New England I Patriots? Any, I don't know about Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I mean, I don't know if they're going to win that game. I, I don't have. I didn't bet them though. Well, Corey Parsons them. in the chat right now, so he's going to say, "Yeah, I think that game comes down to the wire." I wouldn't be surprised if Tennessee won that game outright. I think you got to go with Carolina. I'm going to go with Carolina. I'm going to put it in right now. Carolina. So I'm putting my money where your mouth is too, Tom. I just clicked it. We're playing for $1,200 right here in this Survivor League. I just picked the Carolina Panthers. Even though it- All right. I'm going to do the same. I'm going to do the same. And, and, Corey, if you're listening, let's go St. John's, baby. I know I know. I'm on the bandwagon now. <laughs> Corey, hey, good Gabe. stuff, Tom. Thank you, Gabe. Thank you, guys. Hey, don't be a stranger. Do man. I get... Do I get my portion from winning with the twelve guys for the first survivor pool? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Two eighty? No, it was two thirty. Oh, two thirty, I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, any it was... any little bit helps now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll send it to you this weekend. It's two thirty. <laughs> Thanks, man. No, but, I, but, but also take but, off but uh, your minus you hundred. Ho- your minus hundred you to hockey. get into the second one. Yeah, for and, the hockey. And the hockey. So you're down to thirty. I wasn't in the se- I wasn't in the second one. Okay, so you're just in the hockey in the one. One thirty. One thirty. One thirty. I didn't go into. I and no, I, I think one, I also but... like seventy. But I remember I lost the juice and stuff on that yeah, Monday night football. Yeah, you owe me seventy five bucks from whatever. It was like seventy nine. I don't care. We'll work out our tab later. We should just go out to dinner, or whatever, and blow it at the track. You just said you needed the money. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I'm just. Next time you come down, we should actually go to Woodbine. I just, we should just, I, I just want to hit something. No, no, I just missed a triactor in that race too. I had first, second, and fourth. Gave one dollar try, paid four seventy six. Winning four hundred seventy six dollars in two minutes would be a nice move, but I hit the exactor, so seventy six dollars I won. Yeah, Not so bad. For for the record, uh, Frankenbowl, Leland won the, oh, yeah, uh, Fran- the the hockey. Oh, oh, I'm so happy for Frankenbowl. A great guy. Good, good for you, Leland. That's great. Good for Frankenbowl. So he's got how much did he win? About twelve hundred bucks? No, oh, there wasn't that many people in this thing. Huh. How many? I think it was uh, eight. So eight hundred? Hey, better than nothing. Seven, better than a kick in the ass. Six to yeah. eight, seven, seven. <laughs> eight. Six. Seven, no, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah. Uh, no, we, it wasn't that much. It, it really wasn't we that should... much, actually. It was yeah, like I said, it was about seven or eight people, I think. Yeah. I think we should start doing more pools for, like, big events and stuff like that. It just keeps everything more interesting. It's fun, you know? 
get a, get all the listeners together, you know, put the money in and uh, play more games. We already play daily fantasy and bet. Might as well uh, get get more pools cooking. Yeah, That's I was a I'm little dis- I was a little disorganized for the hockey one. The football one's easy because it's on. You're the- also you're also website. doing a million things. Like, if you want to give me some, uh, you know, like, I don't mind being the commission in, in, in a couple leagues and stuff like that. you got a lot on your plate, so, you know, maybe we'll put our heads together and I'll come up, and if you need me to take care of some stuff, I will. I got, hey, I told you, I, 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 I'm in the century now, Gabe. I do the automatic transfers and the banking and all that stuff. My bank finally said it's time, so no more envelopes and meeting people. I'm, I, I welcome to the computer age. So uh, talking about like the, the NBA here this evening. Yeah, who do you like? Uh, you know, I don't really like the idea. You know, we talk about the Raptors. Raptors should blow out the Phoenix Suns tonight. They should, but you I don't want Minnesota's to Minnesota's getting 11 at Golden State. How about the totals? 243, 226. That's why we like Rubio. You know what a game I got to go with here? Rubio. Yeah, Utah. Rubio for DFS, but we could take Rubio yeah. in the props too. But the Memphis Grizzlies and the Utah Jazz, the total is 201 and a half. Pretty low, man, for the modern NBA. It is, bro, yeah. yeah, exactly. Very low. That is very low. You don't see many games under 200 now. Like, it's just, every, everything's crazy. Like I said, so the Clippers are laying three at the Magic. Total's 219 and a half. Houston Rockets are in New York tonight in Brooklyn. And the Rockets are laying four and a half points here. Here's another one. Listen, I, I'm probably going to get a small piece of the Brooklyn Nets here. You know, Houston just, how can you justify laying five points on the road with Houston? What have they done? Nothing. Nothing. They're really bad, dude. They're not just losing. They're getting, like, massacred. I'm with you. you. Know what? That's a game I would bet. I, I actually agree. With, they're, like, old. they're old. They, yeah, they have they like they, their... It's like Chris Paul is old. Carmelo Anthony is old and slow. Like, Clint Capella is their best player right now. Eric Gordon can't hit a actually... freaking shot. Like, they've got real problems. I mean, I know they're Lines not terrible. Mine's gone down. It's four and a half now. Yeah, four and a half for Brooklyn. I, I, I like Brooklyn as a home dog. Yeah, you can't, you can't trust Houston. Houston yep. might cover, but they've looked awful all year. Till they show me something, no thanks. Pacers and the Bulls, I don't have an interest in it. The Bulls covered the other night against the Nuggets. Pacers barely covered against the Knicks on a late free throw. Not really in love with that game. Or Washington have been a money burner. Like, I wouldn't be laying three and a half points with them, but I don't really trust the Thunder here either. Like, I don't really like the NBA card tonight. The Knicks and the Mavericks, I don't like it. I would take the Knicks, but I'm not taking the Knicks. Um, Memphis and Utah, the total just feels too low for me at 201 and a half. And I'm not so sure Utah should be eight-point favorites. They're another team. Like, I, I like I like Utah, but they're not really, like, blowing anybody away, covering spreads. Like, it's not been, like, I I have them. I told you, like, 60 to 1 to come out of the West, but it's been kind of a slow start for those guys. I don't really trust that line either. Yeah, I, I do. I do. I think I have a lean to Brooklyn. Uh, Indiana minus seven and a half. I don't want to lay that on the road. It's very, very tough. Very tough night. Knicks and Dallas. Dallas shouldn't even be laying six points to anybody. Screw that. It is a tricky night tonight. It's going to be tricky. one of these games, one of these nights tonight where after the fact, you'd be like, oh, I should have taken that. I knew it. You know, listen, I think the Raptors probably murder the Phoenix Suns. I think Booker is playing tonight, you know, for, for the record. Total's 226 there. I think it probably goes over the number. Uh, you got Minnesota Timberwolves and the Golden State Warriors. Some late night action tonight. Warriors are laying 11. Totals 243. The Warrior games have been sailing over the number, Cam. Even though you get these insanely high numbers, they're getting there. Yeah, they are. And uh, 243, no defense in this game. It almost seems like an unattainable number, but it's actually not that bad. You know, like, what, don't you think one team, it could be like 142 to 128 type of thing? Like, yeah, it might get nuts. Even the Raptors-Phoenix game, 
226. I think it goes over. Yeah, I kind of like, I would lean that way. I'm not going to, I don't think every game's going over, though. Which one's going to go under? I'm trying to think. Uh, let me see. Well, eventually, one of these nights, there's going to be like, there's going to be like, you know, 10 or 12 unders. Yeah. It's, it's, it's bound to yeah, happen sure. eventually. Yeah, it's, it's inevitable. Uh, Wizards and Thunders, 234. I don't know. It's a lot. That's, that's a lot. The NBA, you, you said it, man. Don't just. Just because it's there, we're not going to do it. I like the college. I like the college football board a lot more. I think you're onto something. I like the Arizona should be able to get it done against Colorado. The the, the Buffaloes are coming back down to earth. Uh, Arizona's a different team at home, and then you're getting a Virginia team that's laying an inflated number because Pittsburgh's so erratic, right? But those are the games that you're on, and I think they're better than the NBA games. Stick to stick to what feels. Well, that's good. the thing, and I think we have a tendency of doing this too much. And I've done it really more so because of the shows. Like if I wasn't on the air, I wouldn't do it as much. Yet, you know, we give picks for every league almost, Cam, right? Like, all I right, th- these are the NBA picks of the night. These are the NHL picks. These are the college picks. These are the NFL picks. If you don't like, like you dude, don't like if you bet on four, four or five different sports a night, you're down, you're bound to lose money. Like, you, you're not going <laughs> to beat every league. So, like, you're right. Like, tonight, that's why, I don't know. We'll see if I'm right or wrong. Maybe I'm, gonna, I'm leaving some NBA games on the table, but... Tonight, I look at the college, and I've done it a few times. And normally, at this time of the day, the game's starting to become clear. They're not. Like, I looked at the NBA. I was like, I don't like it. I like the college. Like, you don't have to bet every league every night, right? Correct. You can bet Correct. what you think the best bets are that night. And to me, I like Pittsburgh a lot. I like the over a lot. And I like Arizona to be Colorado. I'm going college football. It's college football night. Amen, brother. Yeah, it's college football night for sure. I I agree. For me, I'm going to play some ponies. Doesn't mean I won't bet some NBA tomorrow. And, you know, I might. I'll sprinkle maybe on the NBA on the Raptors. You know, little play. But I don't really have any money online. I got a bit. I'm I'm riding on this account right now. Tomorrow's a big day, Cam. I actually like a lot of picks tomorrow. So I really want to win tonight. Well, you better win tonight. I put your you know. bets in. So if if you win, if you go three and zero tonight, then you'll have some ammunition in your gun after you do the MMA. If I go three and zero tonight, I'll be back up to pretty much where I was. Yeah, exactly. It sucks. That's it. Hey, it's like it basically sports gambling accounts are like stocks. You know, they go up, they go down, they go up. You just want to hopefully just get a nice up. Nah, you're right. I didn't lose all the stock out. last night. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't lose yeah, it all. You still, no, you got stock. You got stock. I haven't got a chance to get out to the sports horse race. I'd like to go to the sports book too. It sounds you gotta, great. You gotta come out here. Yeah, I do. I do. I'm actually. I do have to come out there. I, I got, I'm getting kind of stir crazy. It's actually funny. All the things that you said when you're at your studio are happening to me now. I yeah, like yeah. live in this world. I look. The people who are walking around the track wave to me through my window as I'm doing my show. You know, they're walking their dog. I don't really go anywhere. You know, I go, I go to I go to the store. I pick up some Pepsi. And, I told you, you know, it starts to mess some with you. Beers. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually, I'm starting to think like I'm going stir-crazy. Like, I'm just looking around. Everything's the same again. The good news is, though, there is a track out there. So, I've actually, despite being out of shape, like, when I'm really losing my mind, I go for a little walk around the neighborhood and stuff like that. But you're right, man. I thought you were saying you're going to go for a jog. But you go for the old man walk? You go, like, sort of walk fast? Jog, yeah. I walk. I I don't know what it is. Like you said, there's a little track, so you walk around the track. You go for a little walk. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not like the girls that like there's 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 girls in the complex that move at a nice brisk pace. I'm like with the old guy, you know. Uh, I got arthritis in my leg. Like Gabe, I'm falling apart. Like all those hockey injuries and stuff are really catching up with me. Like I'm waking up with back pain and my leg. I got arthritis in my leg now. You've seen the the golf ball in my stomach. Like I'm kind of like a car. I need to go in for an oil change soon because I'm just running on sludge right now. You know what I'm saying? And uh, we see Tommy uh, Tommy Zasowski's in the chat. 
And uh, he's saying it's ridiculous. New York doesn't have legalized sports gambling. I'm sitting in traffic to get to New Jersey to get bets in. I don't know. I've never seen a state before, and I see this all the time. You know, every Saturday, we go go to the Port Authority. We take the 160 bus from the Port Authority out to the Meadowlands Racetrack. And basically about, like, you know, there's a bus full of people that have pockets full of money that are going to another state to spend it. Like, I can't believe, like, at this point, Cuomo, New York, wouldn't say, you know what? I saw that they took $184 million in bets in Jersey, and they're in the middle of nowhere. Let's get this going now in New York. Instead, in New York, they're arguing about whether DFS is legal, even though it was already deemed legal. Like, it's insanity. Like, New York's whacked. Like, you know, New Jersey's making all this money. New Jersey's going to have recreational marijuana, like, next year. I I don't know what the hell New York is doing. It's ridiculous. You know, Corey, Frank Stample's got to go to Hoboken, take the path train to Hoboken, the other side. It's like going to the border. Yeah. He's got to get to the other side of the Hudson, the water, to get his bets in. Corey Parsons taking yeah. trains to Secaucus all the time, and I'm spending like 30 bucks yeah. a day in, in rides going back and forth from the freaking book. Great great point. And it's I don't have time to, to get to the New book York today. I can't no, get my bets in. Yeah. New York, I'm a degenerate gambler. If there was a sports book across the street from Madison Square Garden, like you guys would make like $300 million a month. Yeah, it's, it's idiocy, and then you complain about roads and all the other things. That's where the gambling monies can go to, to charities and all the other things. Stupid. Worrying about having your dumb meetings. Well, you know, yeah, you said it. You're leaving money on the table. It's ridiculous. Grown people of an age can do whatever the hell they want, I believe, in individual rights and freedoms. If somebody wants to make a damn sports bet, let them. There's a, there's a betting parlor on every corner in London, England. It's like Fish and Chips, Ladbrokes, Fish and Chips, Will Hill, Fish and Chips. Well, the thing with New York you know needs to mean? look it's around and realize, look, They've been betting on sports forever in Las Vegas. Did the sky fall there? They're accepting bets in Delaware. Did the sky fall? What's changed? Like, what's changed? You know what I mean? Like, what, you think we're going to throw a Rutgers game? They already don't cover anyways, all right? They suck. Nobody wants to throw a Rutgers game. You don't have to throw a Rutgers game. You know, they they don't cover. (laughs) You don't need to throw it. Like, uh, like, uh, what do they think? Oh, if it's legal, the Knicks are going to start tanking games. The Knicks already blow anyways. Like this, uh, you know, the, the dude, New York is just, it's its a whacked out place. Dude. Cuomo's an idiot. What do you want me to say? Yeah, exactly. He's got no opposition, hey, any, though, right? So. Anybody that would look at the, the numbers chick from Sex and, and see the City what gambling the would opposition. bring in. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Cynthia Nixon? Yeah, Cynthia yeah. from Come Sex on. and the City. Yeah. She was Cynthia, the opponent. Yeah, Cynthia Nixon. The redheaded chick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a joke. They really hate. There's a horse called. There's a horse called Nick's Go. Go Nick's Go. I'm not betting him. They really hate. Tell you that. They really hate the mayor here in Toronto or in New York here. You think like uh, like you think Tory's disliked uh, De Blasio guy, man. (laughs) People really. People think he's a. People think he's a stooge. Oh, he's yeah, yeah. People know he's a stooge. Yeah, yeah. He's. uh... (laughs) No, it's good. Like Tommy said, I brought this up too. Like so in New York, I don't know though, Tommy. To be honest with you. I think in New York they're doing it to protect the bookies and the mobsters. When That's when actually, you you, know what? you legal you, know you don't do this. A lot of sense. No, it really does. It really does. Like they're all the takes. It actually does. Yeah. You know, like if you're a bookie in New York, like you've got a little good thing going. You know, the cops don't care and stuff. I don't know. It's almost like they you know they they don't want to do this. They want to keep bookies in business. If the people that get the most trouble gambling are college kids. College campus bookies. Yep. So I guess you want kids over at uh, Rutgers University getting their kneecaps popped and Frankie.